small Filipino community. Yeah. <laughs> they keep that I'm going no- real quick, Jarrell, so for the, I can load it. The screen? Yeah. All right. Just two degrees of Filipino separation. Literally. <laughs> Let me know I've, when. I've known. So I know his. Um, you're good. I, you're, you're her cousin's baby daddy, right? Yeah. Okay. So the I've known sperm donor. S- <laughs> <laughs> Late night organ donor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've known her for, I've known her for a while. I've known her since high school. Well used quote. <laughs> I'm a organ donor at night. <laughs> what, uh, what high school did you go to or what city did you grow up in? Um, so I kind of grew up all around, um, but I went to high school in Irvine. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's, let's, let's pause there and <laughs> let's just welcome to the cave podcast guys. It's your boy, Joe Reezy. And I'm here with proper ASM PQ and a special guest tonight. We got Nick from Cultura Tattoo. What's up? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys for um, for having me on. This should be fun. This is the first time I've ever guest spotted on a podcast. So, really, Ooh, nice. that's awesome. And so, I, for for the people, oh, sorry, yeah, for the people that don't know, give you why don't you get, use this time to give a little intro, gives the people some background about you. So I'm a, I'm a tattoo artist based in Southern California. Uh, my shop is in, in Garden Grove. It's called Cultura Tattoo. We opened up um, one year ago in November. So literally just hit our, our one year anniversary. Um, originally from Southern California. I'm Filipino, Filipino American, born and raised in, in SoCal pretty much my whole life. Um, kind of moved around a little bit. Michigan for five years when I was really little, but for the most part, born and raised in, in Southern California. Nice, nice. So to pick up where we left off, yeah, you went to high school in Irvine? Yeah, I went to high school in Irvine. I moved there. I went to high school and middle school in Irvine. And before that, I was in Michigan for five years. And then before that, it was like Walnut, Long Beach, a little bit of Huntington Beach. Literally, like, it was kind of all over. Moved around a lot. But it was kind of cool because you learn to socialize with different people and adjust to new environments all the time. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like anything past Hudson's a new whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you're, you're from Tustin. I'm from Irvine, but I have recently moved to Long Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Grew up in Buena Park, but yeah, it's crazy how even a little, Actually, no, I feel like San Diego is pretty similar to, uh, like, Irvine. I feel like, yeah, after you cross Tustin, southward bound, it's all pretty similar as far as the vibe goes. Yeah, I think where the big difference comes in is when you go from L.A. to Orange County. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. a huge For difference. Sure. Yeah, huge. definitely. Like, yeah. the kids that I knew that were born and raised in Irvine, um, some of them... I think it would be difficult for them to properly socialize with people from LA. Not even like the social aspect of it. Like you saw it during the pandemic in 2020, like even the political side of it was drastically different. It, was, it felt like going into another country, just 
taking the five sometimes. <laughs> no, for sure. Especially like in Orange County specifically, there's a very large evangelical population. And I think, you know, when people think of California, they think blue state, which 100% we are a blue state, but mm-hmm. Orange County in particular is very red. Yeah. In a lot of places. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> With the bloods. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I always wonder that. Do you think that's going to diminish, though, in the future? Because it's kind of looking that way, right? What? Us, well, Orange County being a red area. Except for Huntington Beach. That's the one that's never going to change. <laughs> yeah. But it's always going to be red. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it seems like people are catering to whatever's beneficial for them at the time as well. Uh-huh. You know, so they're just kind of playing their cards a lot of times based on like whatever policies are coming out. I mean, there's there's always been a trend as far as like, you know, red versus blue politically, but some uh, some of those lines are starting to blur. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, I don't know, because I, I have been thinking about that recently. Um I don't I didn't think about it as diminishing though. If anything, I feel like it might be growing, hmm. especially in the younger generation for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that that could just be my perspective. And then I because especially in the general election that passed recently, I was thinking like um and considering the 2020 election like okay, if we get comfortable again, who knows, maybe California will turn red, but that's very very unlikely. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially yeah. now. Right. Yeah. <sighs> was there like um, so? You know, I know you're a co-owner for a tattoo shop. Was there a lot for you to um, adapt to as far as like policies and things like that, and uh, for like running the business, or um, did you like hire someone to you know like to help you with like, the payroll and all that? Because I know like depending on the state, there's different. Uh, policies like on pay and then taxes and all that sort of thing um that's a good question i did not outsource any services for literally anything because i'm broke so <laughs> or, you know it was it, it it cost a lot of money to to start up especially we did everything oh, yeah. out of pocket um yeah. so there really wasn't much room to hire any outside services so pretty much right, right now like and you know, when we first started, I was handling everything. Um, payroll for tattoo shops is pretty simple because technically everybody's an independent contractor. Okay. Um, you don't have anybody that's on hourly. Um, apprentices don't get paid at all. So, you know, we don't really have to worry about them. Um, they, they'll make money if they tattoo, but we take 50% of their cut. Um, and for the most part, um, you uh, pay them through... Like we get paid through Zelle or um, Venmo or things like that. And then you just split the cut and then everybody okay. files their, their own taxes separately. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, and that was one of the things that I really struggled with too, when we first started up is like, okay, um, how do I, because tattooing in general has been underground for so long and there's a lot of tattoo shops that just don't follow rules like labor laws, um, right? Taxes, you know, reporting especially in prison. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, like when I was when I was um, when I was apprenticing, I didn't really see 
um, any like, oh, gosh, like they weren't like super official about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like trying to figure out how to reconcile the things that I learned from my, my mom who works in corporate and her advice mm-hmm. um, on how to run things versus like what I've learned and reconciling that was, was definitely a challenge and still is a challenge. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was it hard for you or like, did you know, like when you started tattooing that ultimately you'd want to have your own shop or how did, how did that come up? Yes, definitely. Um, from pretty much the moment that I had the epiphany of, okay, tattooing is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It was always like, okay, I'm going to have my own shop. I'm not really the type of person who can like work under somebody for forever. Um, right. Yeah. That's just kind of, it's like, for me, I feel like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to try and be the best at it. Like even having just one shop to me, isn't good enough. Like I would, I want to have multiple shops and then I want to be, I'd like to be one of the, the, you know, the top of the industry, like somebody that's well known for, for, their work and for being professional and and things like that to me i i I wouldn't be satisfied if i was just mediocre i guess yeah definitely well i think for anyone that's struggling you should be aiming high right so yeah i wanted to ask you too so you said you've been wanting to do um tattooing ever since you like what was what was that moment where you said i want to do that and did you start off as an artist or did the art artist side of you come after I had always, um, ever since I was little, been really into art. I think what sparked it when I was like three years old was my 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 pops would um, work the graveyard shifts and my mom would work the day shift. So during the day, he would he would watch me and um, or babysit me, and he we would we would just draw and make art in the garage. And I saw him and how good he was at drawing. I'm like, okay, I wanna I wanna be better. You know, um, and then uh, just that it kind of sparked from there. And then I always was drawing, um, trying to paint and do different things. And then um, when I got older after high school, um, once I graduated, I'm like, shit, what do I want to do? You know, um, and I, I being in the Filipino culture, I was like, OK, well, I, I can't do something with art. Right. Because that's not there. My mom's not going to accept that. <coughs> So I kind of forced myself initially to to get into math. I started off as a right. math major at University of Hawaii. And then I realized that I would have to take calculus classes at eight in the morning. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. Um, <laughs> funny. You know, it's like being Filipino. It's You could be anything you want. Just make sure it's a nurse. <laughs> yeah. Three things. My mom literally said that to me. She's like, you could be anything you want as long as it's three things. Doctor, lawyer, engineer. Or a mailman. Exactly. Little did you know you'd be doing a little bit of all those things in your current career. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Indirectly. Yep. Exactly. You're pushing needles in people like a nurse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm basically a doctor. I told my mom that. Mom, I'm giving injections. <laughs> yeah. Different a bunch style. of the time. <laughs> Actually, the in, style. In, uh, in Korea. <clears throat> Uh-huh. Um, you have to be a doctor in order to be legally be a tattoo artist. Oh wow! Oh wow! It's even harder to be a tattoo artist in Korea. Don't go to Korea, guys. If you don't want to <laughs> don't be a doctor, to <laughs> you, can't, you can't get into bathhouses if you're covered in tattoos. Like they'll kick you out. 
Yeah, in Japan, oh, I remember wow. I was in Japan, like I would look at bathhouses and you would have to look for places that say they're they're okay with tattoos. Just, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. they're more open to foreigners wearing tattoos because they're like, okay, but if you're Japanese, it's like a huge thing. Like you can't. Have yeah. It. I'm Yakuza though. <laughs> That's exactly why. <laughs> Is there a um, a higher degree of quality of care of, as far as tattoo? Tattoos go or tattoos are in Korea since you have to somewhat be medically certified to uh, become a tattoo artist? Um, I'm not particularly sure. I mean, I'm sure that they have a bunch of underground tattoo artists there. That would be my assumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have seen some really sick work coming out of um, Korean tattoo artists on Instagram. Some of them are, are really sick. Yeah, I actually seen like this Korean tattoo artist who was posting that he was in LA and I didn't realize how big he was. He had people lining mm-hmm. up and setting appointments and his tattoos were very simple. It wasn't like anything crazy, but people wanted it. It looked like clip art. I was like, wow, people really want that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so crazy, like with, with social media now, right? And um this is this is not necessarily like representative of, of that particular artist like i think i know who you're talking about and his work is really sick uh-huh. but with social media now like if you can generate uh-huh. a lot of followers your work doesn't even have to be that great you know yeah. that's kind of like the thing about social media <clears throat> yeah. yeah you could be ass as long as you have a ton of followers we're like oh yeah, yeah. he's got a billion followers he's good mm-hmm. no <laughs> yeah exactly because people don't know what they're looking at you know people exactly. people watch ink masters for a season and they're like oh I know what a good tattoo is. Uh, speaking of good tattoos, <laughs> I know you've come across. Have you ever done any touch-up work where you're like, "Holy shit! Why did you let this person do this to you?" All the time. Yeah. All the fucking time. What's yeah. the wildest one? Because I love hearing those stories. Like when I get a tattoo from my guy, I, he always tells me the funniest stories. So I want to hear some from you. <laughs> he had Alf on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, like one that I, the craziest tattoo that I've done in general, or craziest tattoo that I've touched up. Like touched up, and you you're just sitting there, can't believe someone put this on themselves. <laughs> oh gosh, you know I don't know. I can't say that like I've seen some like really weird ones. I guess I've seen some that were not the greatest quality. Um, I don't know. I don't want to make my my clients feel bad. Okay, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> cool. One time I had to cover up. One guy had a really fucking shitty. <laughs> His jaw drops on, yeah. on the stream right now. Um, that's, wait, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! He's gonna but go I've to you. Some, Can you touch up the work like, you did? I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Comes in next week. <laughs> I've had some like some really weird requests though. We've had some weird requests. Like I had. This one must have been a prank because somebody called in and asked if they could get a dick tattooed on their face. And I'm uh, like, are you sure? Sh-? I, I asked them, I'm like, are you sure? Like, you sure that's what you want? They're like, yeah, I want it to be realistic. I'm like, please oh, tell me you did it. No, no. Uh. I, I, I was working as an apprentice at the time and I asked my boss and I was like, should I do it? And he's like, yeah, just make sure she pays up front and she, um, uh, she signs like specifically on the waiver that she wants a dick tattooed on her face. Um, and then my my business partner, he actually got a request one time from a woman. She wanted to get a sunflower around her asshole. And her oh, reasoning was because she wanted her boyfriend to have something nice to look at while he was hitting it from the back. I mean, that's thoughtful. 
It's sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. Well, that reminds me of one time I heard about this girl with a tattoo of like a heart on her ass, and when it would like spread apart, it was a broken heart. Oh, oh my god, that's kind of sad though. I want you to break my heart to my baby. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, she's like this girl. She she was like, it's like I'll make sure it's clean. Like I'll help you spread. And uh, he was like, No, I'm good. Wow. Lips ass right in front of you while you're trying. <laughs> Fuck, man. Keep my heart together. <laughs> hey, honey, oh, I got a flowers for you. <laughs> I got you flowers for today. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Imagine the whole flowers session. Flowers. She's able to just hold like a perfectly. Good conversation, too. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Kind of right Doctor. Now, yeah, you used to this. <laughs> this Not even your face. first time. <laughs> yeah, you got a needle going around the edges of your asshole. She's just like, so, how many more clients you got today? Yeah. I hope you do a lot of these kinds one. of tattoos or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, there's some, there's some weird ones, but... I bet. Um, Shit, I'll 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 do it as long as it's not a swastika, you know. Yeah. So like, but a real talk though, like, do you th- do you think, uh, or would you say that you have any kind of like specialty, um, like something that is like your, where you feel like you excel? Yeah. Like, what's your? Explain to people what your style is as far as your tattoo style goes. So um, I've been doing a lot of black and gray realism. I would say that's probably. My my main specialty. I can also do Japanese and tribal. Um, I really do enjoy tribal. I'd like to do more of that. But my my favorite tattoos to do are the memorial tattoos. I think that's it's a very very special experience to have with your client to do a memorial tattoo for somebody. Oh wow, that's deep. Yeah. Is there a lot of pressure? Because <laughs> I'll be that? crying while I'm tattooing, like because they're crying and I start crying. I'm like my uncle died ten years ago too. Shit. Uh-huh, yeah, I, I actually got one. Ta- one of those tattoos on me so it, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's definitely more meaningful but mm-hmm. is there a lot of pressure on the artist to get it done obviously to the liking of the of the customer i i mean i think there there is pressure but you also have to be confident in your your ability you know mm-hmm. like i used to get really really nervous before tattooing um when i first started i would take cbd gummies um, just oh, to wow. relax because like my mm-hmm. hands would be shaking. I'd be like sweating. Um, but now that I'm a little bit further into it, I'm like, okay, you know, like I got this. And if I, if for whatever reason I make a mistake, like I can figure out how to correct it, you know? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? How, how many tattoos do you think you've done um, to get to the point where you weren't so, so nervous anymore going into it? Gosh, I don't know. Um that's hard to say because it was just such a gradual, it was a gradual building up of, of confidence. And of course, like there's certain pieces that I, that I still get nervous with, like um, portraits of kids are really difficult because they have such, you know, they have such round faces. It's very soft mm-hmm. shading, very soft gradients. So it's much harder to tattoo a kid's face than it is to do an adult's face. Mm-hmm. So Makes that sense. one I get, I get nervous still. Oh. Yeah, I guess those things kind of you're not really conscious of them when it happened. Like mm-hmm. you kind of just kind of get lost into doing your thing and then all of a sudden when you when you take a step back you're like, "Damn, I'm not I'm not so nervous anymore going into things." Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um what about are are there any clients that kind of make you nervous? I know that you know when you get to a certain kind of a certain level of confidence 
you kind of do your thing. You're com- you're comfortable with certain kind of clients, but are there like, you know, like I don't know. Sometimes drunk people go in and get tattoos. You know, are there like weird, unpredictable kind of <clears throat> people that make you more alert when tattooing? Kind of, you know. Um, not really that I can think of. For the most part, my clients are are amazing. You know. Um, yeah, I I can't really think of of somebody that I or like a type of person that I would feel. Um, on guard around I guess just because like I try to really make my clients feel comfortable it's it's about like their experience you know more so than it is I mean I guess I'm, I'm more thinking about how how their experience is going and making them feel comfortable uh, I guess you'd get more of the crazies in like Vegas or like Venice right <laughs> there, there's definitely annoying drunk people but we can usually handle them like if they're really bad you know we'll turn them away the people we really have to worry about are the homeless people that like to hang around the shop and uh-huh. piss on the walls and Ugh. throw stuff at the cameras and stuff tattoo to be all piss on your walls <laughs> <laughs> you accept piss they like i don't know if they have a personal problem with us but they fuck with us man like they really mess with us like every day you know Uh it's always something new Hmm. but um any potential clients don't be afraid to come to the shop it's okay (laughs) (laughs) it happens anywhere (laughs) yeah you'll be all right i promise are there any tattoos that you've done on yourself or um, or what was like the first tattoo you've ever done? The first tattoo I ever did. Um, well, your initial question, I've never tattooed myself because my, my mentor, mm-hmm. um, great tattoo artist, his name is, is Ryback. He's, he's a great, he's a great tattoo artist. But one of the things that he, um, imparted on me was not to tattoo myself because to save my skin for some really sick, big pieces, you know? Um, and then my very first tattoo was a rose on my uh, my friend's ankle. She was nice enough to let me do my first tattoo on her. Nice. Yes. Is there a culture of tattoo artists being frowned upon when they tattoo themselves? Because we spoke to an artist previously, and I guess his mentor is yeah your 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 mentor is the person you apprentice under, right? Yeah. Um, I guess he said at the time that it was kind of looked down upon. Is is that a thing or is that just kind of their culture? Um, in in my personal experience, I haven't heard anything about it being looked down upon. It could have just been the culture at, at that person's shop. Mm. Um, the way that, that my mentor Ryback kind of explained it to me wasn't like, oh, you know, like the, that the industry looks down on that. It's just, <clears throat> he presented as like he didn't want me to do that. So I respected it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, as far as in a, your apprenticeship goes, when does is there like a un, universal or a uniform format for like a graduation phase from the apprenticeship, or is that kind of it? Does that differentiate de, um, depending on each person's progress? Like, how does one transition from the apprenticeship into an actual independent artist? It really depends on your mentor. Um, it depends on on the type of apprenticeship you're in. You know, there's no there's no format or 
um, you know, it's not like an internship at a, at a regular company. You're kind of at the mercy of, of your mentor. Whenever they say you're ready, you're ready. Some people are graduated in six months. Um, some people, it took me, I was in an apprenticeship for like three years. You know, it just depends. Like the really old school way of doing it is, is you, you're in an apprenticeship for a long time and they basically treat you like shit. They kind of haze you um, Mm -hmm. and see if you're, you know, if you're willing to really be in this industry. And then once you prove yourself, you know, okay, you're ready. I see. Mm-hmm. And what's the pro- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask what the process is as far as choosing a mentor. Um, do you just kind of? It's one of those things where you show up at their door and you're like, "Hey, I'd like to take an apprenticeship under you," or like, how, how does that go? If if one was to go approach a potential mentor. So traditionally what you would do is you would go to, of course you want to research like the tattoo artist that you're going to mentor under. And then you Mm -hmm. go, you want to um, take your portfolio and go to different shops and say, Hey, um, are you guys hiring? This is my portfolio. And then, you know, once if somebody accepts you, then they're like, okay, you're going to start off um, taking out the trash, sweeping the floors, mopping the floors, doing all the bitch work. And then you kind of go from there. Um, I got really lucky. I knew my mentor um, beforehand. I worked at a, a martial arts studio. Um, I was a front desk girl, and he was uh, a member. And so I had, I had, um, I had kind of gotten to to know him already. And I asked if he if he was looking for an apprentice. He was like, yeah. So. Yeah, shout out to Ryback. I love that fool. <laughs> Fool's funny. <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, he would like he talks so much sometimes through his tattoos. Sometimes yeah. I'm like feeling bad for the clients. I'm like, bro, they're in so much pain. Like, shut, shut the fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Dude, me and the other the other artists, we're sitting in the other room listening to him talk to his client, and we're like, all right, bro, let's let's bet on like how many times you know what i'm saying <laughs> whoever whoever loses has to buy the other food and we were just fucking dying in the other room he comes That's out he's like what are you guys laughing at <laughs> no tell me tell me yeah. he's, he's, he's a great artist great teacher um so yeah shout out to ryback <laughs> so have you transitioned to that um to that role yet as a mentor um yeah so um, I have an apprentice right now. Um, oh, she's more so like the shop apprentice. Her name is is Emily. If she's listening, hello, shout out to Emily. Uh, she, um, it's it's definitely. I understand Ryback much. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I understand more things of why. I understand more of like why he did certain things that I would get frustrated about, um, or why apprenticeships are the way that they are definitely mm-hmm. a learning experience it's it's definitely um a challenge but also also rewarding you know it's like my little right. sister you've become him you're always saying you know what i'm saying i know <laughs> i do i do i but like i try to say it in a more like sophisticated way i'm like do you understand where i'm coming from yeah oh okay but, sophistication you got it. Yeah. do you comprehend <laughs> do you comprehend awesome. no i like i do i'm like I really, I really notice like every day, um, more and more. I'm like, shit, I'm right back. Uh, that's <laughs> funny as fuck. Yo, yeah, I, I really admire the, the, the words that are coming out of my mouth. And, oops, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just bullshitting. Go ahead. <laughs> 
rush hour, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I was just saying, like, I, I I like how you've set goals and you're really like looking forward into the future in terms of your career. Um, so how close are you to uh, opening up like a second tattoo shop? Uh, it's definitely a five year goal. Um, I can't say what how year are you on. Just We're kidding. on year one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> year one. Definitely within the next five years. Um, I prefer to set a deadline and kind of like think about how close I am now. Cause then, mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll feel like I'm never close enough. Oh, right. But it's been a process, you know, <laughs> it's right. definitely been a process. Yeah, it's, I just it's want, um, sorry, earlier I was going to mention, you know, the whole thing, the whole concept about measuring, uh, when your like apprentice is going to be ready. It's just, I mean, that's such a difficult thing for um, this type of industry because, I mean, each of us have had interest in a subject that was, like, art-related. And it's not like um, – there's not necessarily something that you can measure. You know, like, when you go work, like, an office job or something, there's going to be, like, a list of procedures or something you need to learn. But on the art side, it's kind of um, – Abstract, kind of. Yeah, it's so abstract. And, you know, a lot of times you're basing it off of – other people's emotions, how they react to your work. And, you know, is that something that you, would you agree with that? Um, not necessarily because there are certain benchmarks that you, you have to, that you have to reach like, um, Mm -hmm. certain techniques that you need to master before you, um, before you, before you graduate, like you could give a shitty tattoo and your client won't know, you know, and they'll be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But you bring it back to your mentor. Like, I would do a tattoo and I'd bring it back to Ryback. And he'd be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, what the fuck happened? You know, and you yeah. circle all the fucked up parts. And I thought I did a great job, you know. So so it's like you you cherish the moment that they're finally like, OK, this is good. Right. Yeah, that's interesting to hear. I mean, because that's a contrast that. Obviously, you know, because you're in that industry, but um, out of like us here on the on this episode, I'm probably the only one who's never had a tattoo. So, you know, I have zero experience with that. And that's mm-hmm. interesting to hear that. It's time because yeah. actually Neek is going to tattoo all of us. She's going to put the letter K on me we'll or it. on Jarrell. And we're all going to come together. Just spell K. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I want to be the B. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't get the memo or what? <laughs> I didn't know that moment. Live tattoo. Give me that butt cheek so when we stand next to each other. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what I do like about um, the tattoo industry, though, is that mentorship, apprenticeship type of uh, idea. Because, mm-hmm. like Pat said, you don't really get that in any other professional field where you, sh- you kind of put in a request to become an apprentice, you know, and you have your portfolio, your work to show for... Um, like your potential, your capabilities and being like a fan of martial arts is pretty cool because it's, you know, it's kind of like showing up to your master and be like, Hey, I want to learn your way. Yeah. Is there any yeah. other um, fields or any yeah professions that have that kind of mentorship type it's of plumbers? Plumbers have uh, mentorship Probably like there. welders, stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Trades, trades. Yeah. Huh. It's, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. There's there's pros and cons to tattoo apprenticeships, right? Like um, the traditional way, there are some there are certain things about it that I find value in, and then there are other things that I feel are a bit outdated. 
Um, but I think that the very close relationship that you build with your mentor is, is, um, it, it is significant, you know, you come to come to really know that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah, yeah, that's like literally what I'm thinking about. Extension of them. You're carrying on the lineage. <laughs> yeah, you're you're part of that. Like you're a mentor, and then you you're there. You're that lineage. That's it's your tattoo family. You know, in certain tattoo shops, like for example, um, Jesse Yen and his apprentices. When you f- finish your apprenticeship, you get the family name tattooed on you. Wow, mm. that's sick. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. That's really sick. It's like the sigil, you know, or yeah. their crest. Yeah, but, the then, but then again, like, you know, so that's, that's the pro, right? It's like this really cool sense of community mm-hmm. um, and these strong bonds, but then also at the same time, like, um, you know, I, I remember I tried to, I thought about applying there and I went to go uh, interview and they're like, if you work here, you can never work at any other shop. Once you graduate, you cannot leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you, wow. yeah, they're like, if you leave, like, we're going to, well, this is what I've heard. No, you know what? No, I don't want to. I don't want to put it out there because I don't know if it's true. So, but mm-hmm. um, so they also said like you have to give up beef, you can't drink, can't smoke, and oh um, after yeah, after they said that, I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm you have to tell us your pronouns. You have yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh. That's yeah. That's a that's a lot. That's asking a lot of someone. Never really actually thought about that side of it too. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they're rough on you. Like it can be very mentally difficult to go through a tattoo apprenticeship. Like mine was mine, you know, mine was it definitely was challenging, but I've heard of stories of people killing themselves because of tattoo apprenticeships because nice. it's so it's so rough sometimes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you feel crazy. as like being a female in the whole tattoo industry, do you feel like do you still I mean I I I see the tattoo industry as like they're very more open-minded about things because they've always been. But do you feel as mm-hmm. just because being a female, you've had to go through more obstacles than your male counterparts? Uh, yes and no. Um, yes, because of course, sexual harassment is is just very prevalent. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. From your, from your That's clients, like anywhere, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, like from anywhere. And then I I feel like especially in the tattoo industry because people don't always respect it as a legitimate job mm-hmm. you know they think like oh like it's um they're I'll just get tatted up yeah yeah like though they're they're easy or whatever they like, just trace pictures on your body <laughs> yeah like and it's like okay you may think that but like we don't have hr like no my queen mike will just fucking kick your kick your ass and throw you out on the street you know what i mean like right um it's a little different <laughs> like you're not gonna get written up so um and then also the other side of it too, though, is that females do have an advantage in the industry because a lot of times people, um, not a lot of times, but sometimes people prefer to go to female artists, especially other females, because they feel more comfortable because right. there are there are male tattoo artists out there that will creep on their female um, clients. And it's more oh, common I believe that. than people like to talk about. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah, that. And, this is the thing with apprenticeships too, is because people don't follow labor laws and they're pretty much free to do whatever they want to you without, um, they, again, there's no HR without fear of repercussion. Uh-huh. It leaves a lot of room for both male and female apprentices to be taken advantage of by their mentors. Yikes. So I also mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, like you said, sometimes 
people prefer to have a female do their do their tattoo. But would you would you say also that there's guys who purposely pick girls just so they could talk to them while they're getting their tattoos? Like, so uh, you come here often, <laughs> bitch? I <Yeah>. work here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another advantage of, of female tattoo artists. You know, like if you look at a, there's some female tattoo. Like I, I don't want to talk shit, but there's some female tattoo artists out there, and like they're just you know posting a lot of selfies and posting videos of themselves, and their Why work not? is like you know it's obviously not like the top of the industry, and still right. you know it's decent, but like they'll have like. 200k followers and be booked out months and it's like damn yeah. man they're, they have to show my ass too shit priorities yeah yeah at the end of the day everyone's just trying to make money and whatever works for them if they gotta yeah. show an ass cheek show an ass cheek <laughs> plus the thirst might trap. pay extra a little yeah. bit too for some <clears throat> extra, extra you know Ooh, i like your <laughs> snoopy on your butt <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely clients that that are that are male that would go to a female tattoo artist because of that. It's kind of weird, wouldn't it be? Like, would you have any weird, like, you're tattooing a guy and he starts trying to, like, hit on. I feel like men do that, or at least the drunk ones, because I used to go to <laughs> DTF a lot and there would be this tattoo shop. And I'm always wondering, like, oh, damn, I don't, I hope I don't get too drunk and end up in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I personally have not had a client um, cross that cross that line like that mm-hmm. um they well, are, like good. i've had people be like flirty but nothing really completely inappropriate i've had like right. there was like i didn't tattoo them but they were a couple of guys that came young guys i was i was probably like 20 at the time or 20 22 or something mm-hmm. and they came in they're like oh i want to get a tattoo of like ants and i was like okay you know where you want to get it and they're they like, like their groin area and then they were like, are you going to do it? And my Kuya Mike, my business partner, he's a big Filipino guy. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. It sounds so, so crazy, though, that like somebody would go, you know, get a tattoo just to like talk to a certain person because it's not like a haircut. Like, you know, you can't just get rid of that shit. <laughs> I, I think it's more so like they'll get there. They'll they'll probably get to the shop and be like, "Oh damn! Like this female is is cute. Like, She's oh, fine. Yeah, Man, yeah, something soft. like that. Yeah. And then you I find think- out he's a bitch when you put a tattoo on. He's like, oh. <laughs> they pass out. Yeah, yeah, ru- ruins the game, bro. But yeah. you know what? There's probably a population of guys that go get henna. Just to, just to get some, some game and shit. Jay Sean probably does. That's why he's not popping anymore. Bro, you know the only the only clients that I've had um, actually like faint or pass out there are men. Wow. That I, I? <laughs> I almost passed out during one tattoo because my tattoo. Well, it wasn't because I was scared or anything, but I was just getting numb, and it was fourteen hours in. I was like, oh. oh wow. Wow. Yeah, and I couldn't feel my arm anymore. <laughs> oh, damn, fourteen damn. hours. What the hell were you getting tattooed? I was getting a tribal thing done. I would take it off, but I'm cold, so yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Take it off. Take uh, it off. <laughs> maybe maybe. <laughs> no, but he was like touching up this tattoo because all right. So one of my tattoos I got it was one of my first tattoos. Typical Filipino son, right? But it was yeah. Um, but it was done pretty poorly because it was a guy's first tattoo and he was a family friend. But I kind of wanted to keep it on just because, you know, the history. It was like, it was my first tattoo. Yeah. And I found out he got arrested for, you know, 
doing weird shit to his daughter. I was like, cover this shit up. Oh, no. Yeah, you don't want that memory. So he did that, and we decided to just do a full-on half-sleeve. So mm-hmm. got here, and then you know he he we hit six hours, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing anything. Are you doing anything?" He's like, "No, let's <laughs> let's just finish it." Um, and yeah, we went 14 hours, and I just said, "Dog, are you almost done?" He's like, "Like about an hour." <laughs> I was like, "You said that like ten times." <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. I don't know. Like that's a long time. That's dangerous too, because it's a lot of stress on your body. You gotta yeah. really you gotta hydrate. You gotta eat. A lot of people don't don't realize that that it is a lot of stress. It lowers or it um, your blood sugar levels will drop. That's why when people pass out, we'll give them candy. Ah, uh, uh, so that's why I was not give me candy. I, I was going to ask what is like the reason that people pass out. But hey, Jermaine, like donating blood. Is it the same guy that probably did mine? No. Uh, All right. We'll, we'll talk later because <laughs> I thought it was the same guy that probably did mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need to get that shit well. covered too. <laughs> oh, Carl? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I was trying not to say his name, but it is. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> ah, shit. He's registered. Like, and fuck you Carl. Shit. You mean Santos or? Yeah. <laughs> his last name, too. <laughs> yeah, it was a, that guy. No way. All right. Yeah. Damn. Actually, I think I might have already gotten that. Ryback right covered up that tattoo. Oh, okay. There you it's go. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I have, okay. It's not exactly the same, but you know, like it, it kind of sucks when you get a, a tattoo from somebody and then you end up not liking that person. Yeah. I have a tattoo from, from one of the guys that used to work at the, at the shop and he was just a dick to me when I was an apprentice. Mm. So every time I look at it, I think of fucking Billy. <laughs> <laughs> you should just get you know, over right over it. Be like, yep. Yeah. It's a dick because he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> they don't just have a dick on my leg. <laughs> yeah. It's an eventual cover up, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just cover it up with another dick. It's just a bigger dick. <laughs> no, it's it's actually so funny. So Billy, Billy was like the only white guy at the shop. And um, my mentor, Ryback, just could never. He can't remember white people's names. Like so, he could just like never Steve. remember Billy's real name, and uh-huh. so he just con- he just always called him Billy, but that wasn't oh. even his name. And, <laughs> what was his name? It was it was Brian. Oh. <laughs> so, you could tell he was so annoyed every time he would get called Billy, but he didn't want to say anything because that's his boss, I guess. That's my theory. The blue and um, even to this day, like Ryback still can't remember his name. He still calls him Billy, mm. even though he doesn't work at the shop anymore. Close, close enough though. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, what, right? What it's better to be like, hey, white boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you would have liked that either. Yeah, exactly. So pick. <laughs> Gotta have oh, your totally white fine. person in the shop. <laughs> Call me whitey. <laughs> <clears throat> Is no, it typical <laughs> for um, apprentices to go through just one mentor or... Is, is, is it rare for an apprentice to have like multiple mentors before they graduate into becoming their own? Um, it, ideally, you want one mentor because a lot of times when you go, if you switch to another shop, it's kind of looked down upon. You look mm-hmm. like you're shop hopping. Um, uh, and then also, if you move to another shop, a lot of times they will just make you start all over. So uh, you, if you quit like a year into your apprenticeship, fucking you're wasted. Yeah, so you better pick a shop you want to stick with. Mm-hmm. Right? Research, research the artists that you're mentoring under, see if you like their work, you know. Uh-huh. Stop shop hopping. <laughs> like that. She's a shop <laughs> hopper. Shop hopping. <laughs> <laughs> she went from homie hopping to shop hopping. <laughs> <laughs> to shopping at Ross. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's, so it's, uh, we we all have we all have well most of us have tribal tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take this time to segue kind of into the culture, and before we get to that, I kind of want to just ask and take this time to educate the audience if um, they don't know about some of the symbols that are in the uh, tribal tattoos. Can you kind of just go into the basic, like the bird? the the um, spears, you know, certain patterns and the meaning of certain tribal tattoos. Yeah, um, I'm more familiar with the Filipino tribal patterns than I am with the Polynesian. So I'll, I'll kind of like touch on the, the Filipino ones more so because I don't want to give wrong information. But um, perfect. Um, and it's so the main difference between I think between Filipino tribal and Polynesian tribal is you can clearly see from the looks of it, the traditional Filipino tribal is very linear. Um, it's it, versus the Polynesian tribals. It flows with the body a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, so Filipino tribal actually has some of the same patterns as the Polynesian tribal. And I'm sure there's, there's other tribal patterns out there from other cultures too, that have almost the same pattern, but they all mean different things depending on what culture. So for example, um, Filipino tribal, you have the snake scales, which in Polynesian culture would be the honeycomb. Oh. Um, yeah, so there's, especially for women traditionally, you get a lot of the snake motif patterns, like the the snake tongue, the snake um, snake scales, things like that, and it's supposed to be like protection. Okay. So the snakes um, kind of represent your ancestors, right? Um like the tongue, right? The tongue is like supposed to be like your ancestors kind of speaking to you and shit. Mm. Um, and a lot of times you'll see, there you go. Yeah. And so the one on the, the big picture, I believe that's the crocodile belly in the middle. I want to want to say, oh no, this is the crocodile belly. Um, on the side, on the side of those almost, uh, I want to say those are, yeah. On the side of that, you'll see the, this looks like the centipede legs. So that's something that you see on both the male and the females. It's um, a symbol for a warrior, right? So Ooh, all the legs. That's sick. Yeah. All, all, and, you know, when they go to war, right, all the warriors have to, like, work together to win the battle and shit. And yeah. so all the legs have to work together in the centipede. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it symbolizes that. It's protection. I, um, mm-hmm. I saw on your page, like, that you had this, uh, this sick one of um, – where there was a crampet incorporated into it, yeah, yeah. So is it like, um, is it like kind of a normal thing for, like, when you're doing the Filipino tribals that there'll be like um, weapons incorporated? Because there's a lot of sick um, Filipino weapons, like, um, like the panabas, mm-hmm. the sword, mm-hmm. the balisong, the karambit, um, mm-hmm. things like that. I, I not like, not in the traditional ones, um, particularly, but in. Um, in the kind of like new school like more modern Filipino tribal yeah I, I, that's one thing that i really enjoy too is like putting filipino um tribal patterns into other designs uh-huh. and kind of uh easter egging it in there <laughs> that's you, sick yeah are you familiar with like by in and all that stuff mm-hmm. have you ever done those and are you able to translate them too was that because i know to get those done you need to find someone who actually knows what the hell they're tattooing on your body? <laughs> There's only three people left. Oh, no. <laughs> Better find one. Because I got three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done them before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in translating them. I know there's some people that are really, 
they're sticklers about it has to be exactly correct. But yeah, um, I have one on my on my neck. Which neck is it? Which side is it? Which, which neck? How many necks you got? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this oh, one. that's cool. Oh, word. Thank yeah, you. I got I got one right here. It says Lacas, and I have one on my forearm. Nice. Uh, Familia, because there's no L in Bayan apparently, and then the other one says Mahal. I don't. It's cool, but I wanted to get more things, but just mm-hmm. here like, you got to have the right person to translate it. It's like God. <laughs> I mean, shit. Nobody like it, like there's fucking three people that know how to directly translate it. Nobody else is going to be able to read it. Like, in my opinion, like I, that's the true. Guy who, you know, I thought yeah. about that too. The guy who did my it also says Familia on it. Um, uh-huh. The guy who the guy who did it is um, he's a white guy, great artist down at Guru Tattoo. We got uh-huh. I, I got it with my, my my baby cousins. We were on a little trip, uh-huh. um, so we got we got very lucky that he was there and was willing to do it as a walk in because he's uh-huh. booked out months. But um, he yeah. was asking me, he's like, do you want to do you want to like double check that it's exactly correct? Yeah. Oh yeah, sick. See. So Nobody's gonna fucking know if it's correct. Well, well no, this one's correct because I actually paid for yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I got let me see that one. Yeah, see? I got the forearm, I don't know, but does that say tie or what? <laughs> <laughs> it says it says Malit Antite. The guy asked me, he's like, Do you want to double check that it's that it's correct? Like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, you know, if it's not Nobody's gonna be able to fucking read it, so it's fine. I probably shouldn't say that, but have you seen some that are like that? Doesn't even say that, man. Like who fucking did that to you? Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't. I. I can't, oh, okay. It's hard I can't to read, read it. because yeah. I've tried myself to even like understand it, just to be more like cultured about it. And it's confusing because you look at it, and then they have like these little goodlets that change it. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it, yeah, like you said, who the fuck cares? But at the yeah. end of the day. You don't want to go home to the Philippines. You got like people who actually read it. Like, why does that say Dite? <laughs> there's, there's definitely a part of the Filipino community that's very, very, um, they, they like, like, uh, very particular about it. And Stick I've worse. kind of encountered some, some people that like to gatekeep the tribal. Uh, I saw somebody post on. A Facebook group like don't get uh, Filipino tribal tattoos if you're not Igorot and it's like damn bro that's like fucking ninety nine percent of the population. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Let us have a little something, you know. Yeah. You know my uh, my friend, her brothers own this tattoo company. I, I forgot what it's called, but they do the traditional Filipino um, tribal tattoos, and they do it the traditional way with like the fucking. Was it know, um, a spiritual journey or something? No, it's in Tagalog. I forgot what it's called. Oh, they just okay. have this cool name, but I was actually thinking about getting a tattoo by them, but they're always so booked out, and I just never got yeah. to it because I was like, it'd be cool to get your own traditional, you know, tribal tattoo in a traditional way, but I just never got around to it. Uh, Ryback does it. Oh, really? Yeah, Ryback does it. And as far as I know, last time, I mean, last time I worked there, it was booked out like three months. So you should be able to. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Because these guys were booked years. It was crazy. Yeah, no, that's 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 crazy. Because they but do a whole interview process, like they tell you to email them. They're going to ask you these questions so they can tailor, like you said, you know, mm-hmm. each ta- each tattoo has a meaning. So they ask you things to incorporate it in the tattoo. Yeah, oh, that's cool. <clears throat> you know, and I, I I very much appreciate like people wanting to honor the culture, right? And and you know, that's definitely something that I aim to do with my shop and, mm-hmm. and staff. But 
I I have noticed like and it's the same thing with American culture too like the people that are just like fucking hyper spiritual hippie shit and like mm. want to like oh everything is positive and wonderful but they turn out to be fucking dicks mm. you know it's always those yeah <laughs> mostly, it's always those man those, they're like yeah. I'm on a fucking different vibration frequency okay. <laughs> is that vibration in your asshole you're <laughs> <laughs> like you can't have my tattoos because you're not the same vibration oh shut the fuck no up. i'm just like nobody said that but like that's no, i know but i'm sure is the ink vegan or what is it grass <laughs> that's really a thing isn't yeah. there a vegan ink some people, man. Some people. <laughs> oh, but I'm sure there's people out there that are like that. You can't. I don't want to do your tattoo. I don't like your vibes. Like, oh yeah. Shut the fuck up. Do it. <laughs> your Take your aura is off. <laughs> We've had clients like that. I had a client that when I was apprenticing under Ryback, she walked in, took her shoes off, started walking around, and then um, <laughs> for to all out of nowhere, she's like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. And then like texted my boss saying like. I'm one with the shop. Yeah, te- sorry, my my headset went out for a second. Oh, good. Um, texted okay. my texted my boss like, um, I really just didn't like your apprentice's vibe. She just was really rude, and the laying of ink is much like the laying of hands, and it has to be <laughs> the right type of environment. I'm like, bitch, you're getting a fucking like flower. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's like a. Oh. <laughs> a letter a number <laughs> yeah it was like it just, i don't know man it's funny um so we're, we're gonna go i just want to before we get off the tattoo thing i want to get into filipino mm-hmm. stuff but would you say and how have you implemented your um corporate experience or background into tattooing because that's got to be an advantage right yeah, yeah, I think I think it's um I mean if I could harness it, I think it might oh. be it might uh be something that we could have an advantage it'd be used as an advantage over comp- you know competitors or something. Um mm-hmm. but I think the biggest thing is is when it comes to the relationship with staff. Um corporate a little bit of corporate culture can be good you know again in traditional apprenticeships they're just like you're the fucking worst apprenticeship uh, apprentice i've ever had you fucking bitch like (laughs) like literally (laughs) i'm right back and say to me all the time you're the fucking worst apprentice i've ever had (laughs) and then fire me and be like yo are you coming to work tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah you know (laughs) and um so i think that that helps because people are able to receive criticism better when you're not you know, just shitting on them. Mm. Um, also, when it comes to managing finances, just knowing Excel. Excel has saved so much time when it comes to, you know, doing my taxes. Uh-huh. Just it, things like that. Yeah. A lot of people claim to know Excel on their job applications, but. <laughs> they just know Google Sheets. It's totally yeah. different. <laughs> no, my, my mom made it a point to to teach me how to use Excel. So I'm very, mm-hmm. very thankful for that. It has saved nice. me a lot of time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see I see Excel being like something that people put on their resume. Yeah. But yeah, let's go into being Filipino and Filipino culture. I'm Microsoft Word efficient. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I feel like the modern <laughs> Filipino, well, at least like our parents, when it comes to tattoos, their their attitude towards it is, oh, not under my house, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't don't you can never get a tattoo. If you get a tattoo, we, we pretty much disown you. But not funny because it feels like the root of being Filipino that they they were like a. I don't want to say, really say like warrior culture, but they, their tribes had tattoos, right? Like most of the um, indigenous people from the Philippines, the um, the chiefs and the higher uh, tribal members, they would have tattoos. And it was kind of like th- the more tattoos and certain tattoos you had, the higher ranks you were in the tribe, right? Um, yeah. Where did that start? Is that the Igorots or is it, what kind of Filipino people are that? If you know, uh, you know, prior to colonization, the Philippines was known. Um, they were known as like the the painted people. So tattoos oh, were wow. very very prevalent prior to colonization, um, but eventually it was taught to be like oh that's for the savages and that's kind of where it's it started to be like not allowed and looked down upon Mm. um but yeah tattooing was very prevalent not just in filipino culture prior to colonization but in a a lot of cultures tattooing and body modification has been a part of almost every single human civilization for hundreds and thousands of years it wasn't until western or european culture came in and was like no bad yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ryback posted this picture that I'll never forget. It was, um, I think that some of the indigenous tribal people from the Philippines, they pulled out a uh, a mummy yeah. and they mummified and they preserved this. Uh, I know if it was a chief, but they had the tattoos preserved still, which was fucking incredible. And yeah. I mean, for them to preserve the tattoos, the body for the tattoos, that that's pretty significant, you know? It's like they don't they don't do that with everything. Yeah, that's insane. So that that mummy, his name is Apo. Um, uh, Apo. Oh my god. Ano. Apo, yeah, Apo Ano, yeah. and um, he was. They actually, I forgot which country took the uh, the mummy from the Philippines, but it wasn't until recent history that they returned the mummy to oh, wow. the Igorots. Yeah. But um, Filipinos had very efficient methods of preserving bodies, and actually, in the in um, up in the mountains, the the bur- burial burial ritual. Mm-hmm. When somebody dies, you have them sit on the the dead body is like sitting on the front porch for people to view for like a couple like days after they're dead. Oh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, sometimes they would put like the the skulls of the heads that they cut off. They put it over their their doorway. I, I don't I don't I don't know much about. I'm Filipino and I'm proud to be Filipino, but I don't really know much about the culture pre, like Spanish colonization. <laughs> Me neither, buddy. <laughs> oh, do you do you guys like? I, no, I would like bit about, no, like, I wish Lapu I knew Lapu. more. Yeah. Oh. Lapu Lapu killed Magellan. Fuck that guy. Jose Rizal, right? So no. We had our indigenous warriors that obviously everyone knows by Lapu Lapu, and they were pretty much trying to stop the colonization from Spain. Um, And obviously Magellan came through, and Lapu Lapu killed him. 
So, and that's kind of where our Spanish roots came from and the whole colonization began. But before that, yeah, we were just indigenous tribes just trying to make our own way. I mean, that's why a lot of people like to um, say Filipinos or like Filipinos like to identify specific Islanders, but really it's not Pacific. We're not Pacific Islander. We're, yeah, we are. We're bro. Asian. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're a mixture of so many different yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I, I think it's all Asian, if you really want to put it. I mean, look, you got mm-hmm. Cambodia and Malaysia, like, right below us. So why aren't they Pacific Islander? What do you, you guys know? write on your standardized test, then? Like, <laughs> I just put Pacific Asian. Islander, bro. <laughs> well, Asian. I just put I mean, Asian. Just look, look, at, look at all of us, right? We're all Filipino, mm-hmm. and we all look different. This yeah. true. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're a picture of Asia. <laughs> yeah. And that's that that's just that. a testament to the diver- the diverse diversity of the Filipino people because so many different cultures came through there and damn colonized us basically. Yeah. <laughs> right. But there's um there's a lot of, there's actually you know like you were saying we're Filipino Americans and yet I think a lot of us have become we're not aware of the Filipino history prior to colonization or even sometimes after because we don't learn about it in American school systems. You know, I had to yeah. really go out of my way to learn about Filipino history. Yeah. Well, you, you listen I, like, but sorry, um, you listen like American history. It's always like, we save them. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. I, didn't, save the Philippines. Dude, I, I did not know that America and the Philippines went to war until oh. I was like, I was older and I, it blew my mind. I was yeah. like, what? I didn't learn about that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. Yeah. But then, you know, like I said, you got the the United States version of the history saying like, well, you know, we 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 protect them and <laughs> we <laughs> save them. savages with tattoos. We were actually um a ter- not, yeah, we were actually a territory of the United States, just like um initially Hawaii was, right? So Pearl Harbor Hawaii was not the only place that was bombed during Pearl Harbor. The Philippines was also bombed. And if you look at the speech that the president was going to give at the time, they were going to mention that Manila was bombed as well. But he crossed it out because he thought that the American people wouldn't give a shit about it. Hmm. Damn, that's fucked. Exactly. Okay, they probably wouldn't have. No, honestly, no, they they because there was so many like negative sentiment already towards Japanese people, <laughs> so they don't give a, they didn't give a fuck about Asians at that point. It was just like no, America. Yeah. And, and they, <laughs> they would have like just like the the Native Americans, right? They were paraded around in um like the way back in the day, they were paraded around in these um traveling mm-hmm. zoos, mm-hmm. Right? Um, right? Filipino children were there too. Oh, Filipino okay. children, Filipino people were displayed in these in these traveling zoos. I think I think I saw a picture of that one time. Yeah, there is like some mm-hmm. some colonizers just yeah. I've seen a traveling zoo and them Filipino and like yeah, they were involved. just like in a fence or yeah. something, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know they involved Filipinos. I think they tried to just involve anyone who looked like you're brown. You get in there, <laughs> <laughs> you you're exactly. savage, dude. Yeah. I'm American. <laughs> uh, I was born here. <laughs> My name is Andrew. I live. <laughs> well, you know, that, is, that does bring up like an interesting point. I heard like in a different, I don't know, like a podcast once about, um, you know, like in South America, there was a presence of like Africans, and you know the. Um, the Native Americans and people from Africa were 
you know, having kids and shit. And so that's why a lot of times you see uh, people from South America, like indigenously, sometimes they look like African. And then in the Philippines, mm-hmm. you have like the Negritos, they call, you know, isn't that's what mm-hmm. they call them, right? The Aitas. Who, you know, Aitas. they look like the. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, you know, they have uh, a lot yeah, of. Yeah, Pat, same- relax. Drop an end bombs on the podcast. Whoa, dog. Whoa, what the whoa, fuck? Whoa. <laughs> Literally d- directly translate no, to but... <laughs> Yeah, well. There goes I mean, our that's... podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a trip, dude. Like, it's just crazy. So, so many, yeah. like, so far apart and um, so many, like, similarities. Yeah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of African roots and a lot of cultures, and I think people don't realize that. Yeah. And I think that's that scares a lot of white people because they're like, "What about me? Am I, do I have that?" Oh, <laughs> right. Makes me think the, of Pangea. The, gosh, there's always the "What about me? What about us?" Yeah, God, it's yeah. So frustrating. No, but I mean, I was ta- to any white listeners here, I don't think all of y'all are bad. <laughs> no, you're not all bad. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Some all of bad. you are cool. Yeah, a lot of you are cool, but also a lot of you are bad. <laughs> yeah, some say just, humanity started in Africa. That's why, yeah, everyone mm-hmm. has some sort of African in them. But mm-hmm. speaking of like, like not to think about white people, some say white people were like the higher beings, like the aliens. You know, mm-hmm. that's why they look different. Because I mean, naturally, being uh, um, humans in a planet where you're directly exposed to sun. Like naturally, you would adapt to be able to, you know, have melanin, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Some sort yeah. of melanin. Whatever. I feel like the uh, the it's crazy because it's looked down upon as far as the Filipino culture. To like the it's more so dark skinned you are, right? The more mm. lower class you are, but yeah. I, I think now now that we're talking about it, putting it together, that's probably like post-colonization thinking to try to get rid of because i mean if you think about indigenously filipinos were naturally darker right dark skin that's literally if it ain't white it ain't right yeah that's not what they show on tfc absolutely a part of uh, a result of of colonism is colorism and that's that's in exactly most places that were colonized you know in most of those cultures yeah like i got a cousin who walks around with an umbrella when it's sunny? I'm like, why are you mm-hmm. walking around with an umbrella? Fool? He's like, it ain't oh, raining yeah. out here. You. He's like, <laughs> exactly. So He's like, I don't want to get dark like you. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I, I've had... outside at the beach. He's trying to run in the shade. I was like, that's out of bounds. <laughs> you don't see that rain cloud right there? <laughs> it's like one over there. <laughs> I, I've had family members tell me like, oh my god, you're getting too dark. Like you're gonna look like a maid. Like that's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's that's what you call crab mentality, though, right? Yeah. That's part of the crab mentality that Filipinos have. It's it's pretty. Like the the yaya is cool, man. Exactly. The yaya feeds me. Where you at? Yeah, mom? exactly. <laughs> I was in the Philippines uh, when I was very very little, and the yaya was like, it's like it's it's. I was surprised because the yaya was like literally like spoon feeding me i was like i can eat by myself and they're like no no no. like they like do all that shit for you i was like you know why because she don't want to do the trash she's like no i'm gonna feed you i'm gonna do laundry right now (laughs) 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 shut up i ain't gonna wash your dad's underwear (laughs) no you you eat now you eat now (laughs) but we just ate 
you know you know what i was talking to um i was talking to my my mom about this recently is some of the cultural differences between filipinos and um and americans specifically white people um like one of the examples that i was that i thought of in my head was um sitting uh when you're driving and nobody sits in the front with you like to me when i grew up that was like that's fucking rude Mm-hmm. Like my dad would curse at me if I if I was with my if he was driving my friends and nobody sat in the front oh, with him. He's yeah, like, I'm not your dad. fucking driver. Mm-hmm. Dad, I'm <laughs> six. <laughs> <laughs> like if me and my boyfriend get in the car, he's like, somebody better sit up here with me. And and like so that's how I grew up, right? So I had I was driving a couple of my my white friends, and they both sat in the back. I'm like, yo, like is somebody gonna sit up here? And they're like, no, I'm gonna sit with my girl in the back. And I'm like. No, that's that's, that's fucking rude, dude. Like somebody yeah. sit up here, like for real. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And they just like they just did it. But the, it's because they don't, they don't know, you know. Like to yeah. us, that's rude. But to them, like it's yeah. okay, you know. So Why call yeah, shotgun if he goes in the back? Yeah, <laughs> shotgun going to the back. <laughs> yeah. So my dad, when my friends would come over back in high school, um, sometimes you know my friends are cool and they're friendly and i've been friends with them for years i'm still friends with them right now but um we used to fucking smoke weed so sometimes we'll be paranoid you know what i mean and dads <laughs> filipino dads give off you guys know there's a signature yeah. energy fucking filipinos dad give off yeah exactly. especially exactly. when you know they have a certain kind of tick like somebody better sit in front of the car with me yeah for him it was like somebody like if you're in my house you better say hi to me you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah. But the mixture of uh, my friends being high paranoid because we fucking just smoked in the back, you know what I mean? Coming in and my dad putting it out there that he's anticipating somebody to say hi. That's awkward and intimidating. So my <laughs> friends would just, you know, put their head down and just walk by, which would piss my dad off. You know, my yeah. dad would be like, disrespectful. <laughs> you know, speaking from experience of walking into Jarrell's house and seeing his dad, I'd be like, Hi, Tito. And I didn't expect her to say, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you mom them, you know? Yeah, I would see his dad. I'm like, hi, Tito. He's like, I know. I was like, I would wait for it. I was like, oh, he's here. we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Like, if somebody, if I if I had kids and one of their friends walked into my house, I'd be, I'd be like, you shouldn't hang out with that kid anymore, you know? And if they didn't say hi to me, yeah. Yeah. no respect. But maybe it's just a, maybe it's a cultural thing. That was one thing that my my dad drilled in me too is is when you walk in the room you say hi to all of the titas and titos first and then you go say hi to your cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I, I feel like that's common knowledge but it's the the intense expectation of it. You yeah. know what I mean that yeah. I feel like yeah. talking about vibes and that spiritual lady I feel like some some people pick <clears throat> pick up, you know what I mean? Especially I don't know. They, people say you're a little more sensitive when you're high, a little more spiritually sensitive. So, <laughs> there's also trauma having to go say hi to all titas and titos because they're gonna come say, "Hey, you gained weight." Oh Stop. my god! What happened to your face? Why do you have so many you pimples? Got girlfriend you? or yeah. boyfriend? <laughs> you burden still? <laughs> Dad, I, Tito, I have three kids. <laughs> Dude, my my grandma would be like, "Why do you have so many pimples? Are you in love?" Like, what? Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? Oh, I'm, just, no. I'm, I'm growing up. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Life is hard. Yeah, 
So <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Why is pimple? Do you guys know the origin of pimples being linked to no, falling in love? Is it because you stress out about maybe? Yeah, you know what I mean. No, in the uh, Philippines, you know, Philippines are very lovey. You know, like all their jealous yeah. areas. I'll see what my parents are watching. I was like, God, it's another episode. She's got amnesia again. It's a different <laughs> yeah. show. Uh oh, she lost her memory, but she remembers. She loves that guy. I don't know. It's, love is huge in the Philippines, and you know, it's. Yeah. Maybe they direct everything to, yeah, pimples. Oh, you, who are you thinking about, huh? That pimples so big. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was actually trying not to think about it, but something. So, no. I got one right here. I remember my mom told me too, like, you know how sometimes you get those white lines in your nails? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, she told me before, like, if you have that, it means you're in love. Oh Everything's in love, huh? No oh, I just hit my finger in the door, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if you are, you're in love. It's like, well, what do you do? Not take a shit anymore? <laughs> you're holding it in during the family party. Like, nope. oh, 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 God. <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, man. Damn. It smells like love. <laughs> Love is in the air. <laughs> oh, it's in my ass. <laughs> it's crazy though, because some sometimes the little folklore stuff that Filipinos say, sometimes that is true though, you know? Like the um mm-hmm. I rolled my ankle once and instead of fucking going to the doctors or physical therapist, we went to one of my dad's co-workers who was like a healer or some yes. shit, bro. Like holistic healer? Oh, yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, I had to like park fucking a few miles down the sketchy-ass neighborhood and had to like walk with my crutches, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, let me see. And he just tested my range of motion on my ankles and had me roll my ankle on or roll, use my foot to roll this like warm bottle mm. that's supposed mm. to like lower my inflammation. But he's like, you'll feel better now. I'm just like, <laughs> did you? I don't think it really worked, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dude, did, you, did your parents ever? Well, my, my mom told me on like, like every Easter, she's like, you gotta jump. Like, why? Yeah. Oh, you'll grow. Yeah. And you always see your short Tito really jumping back. <laughs> it's like, I think it's over for you. He's got the the boy. It's over. <laughs> there, there's oh, actually shit. this book. It's called The Way of the Ancient Healer. It's by Virgil. I forgot his last name, but Virgil, it's, um, it's a book about um, ancient healing practices in the Philippines. It's actually it's, it's very interesting. They have some parts on also Filipino weapons and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Filipino culture in general. You guys ever Wait, grow up with know? like your dad's telling you like weird old Filipino things? Like my dad, he would always say like, you know, you don't go to bed right after you shower. I was like, why? Because when your hair is wet, you'll go blind. I was like, what? <laughs> and then, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like my dad would say like in the Philippines, that's what they would say. I was like, what, the fuck yeah. what do you mean? You go blind if you sleep with your hair wet? <laughs> So, I mean, as a kid, I'd be like, I don't want to go to sleep. I'm trying to stay awake. Like that. <laughs> I don't want to, don't want to fall asleep. My, my auntie used to tell us, don't make ugly faces because if the wind blows, you'll get stuck. Yeah, yeah I heard that one. Yeah. Yo, low, low key, I still think that's kind of true, man. <laughs> I think it happened to me because I don't know. I look in the mirror, I was like, I think the wind hit my face yeah. at some point. You know, I was trying to explain to my friend one time. Um, like the when you go into a Filipino household, right, you are very much expected to offer to clean, not even just offer, like 
you clean, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. go to you go to the sink and you do your own dishes. Or you mm-hmm. offer to clean up stuff like that, right? But like the expectation is that you go to the house and you're like, "Oh, Tita, like, um, what can I help you with?" She's like, "No, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay." <laughs> and then you're like, "No, no, 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 no. Let me help." And so both people are like, "I need mm-hmm. to offer," yeah. but I'm hoping that they say no. And then you're also like. <laughs> I, I want them to offer and I'm going to say no, but I really actually want them to help. Uh-huh. And so you're bo- you're just stuck in this battle. Of like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it's more awkward when it comes to paying because it's like, yeah. oh, okay. uh, you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> but then you always got that sleazy cut, like uncle that's like hoping you're going to pay. Like, but he's going to pretend halfway. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> he just pulls card away. Oh, I left my wallet at home. Actually. Yeah, you always leave it, people, <laughs> oh, boy. You always leave your wallet, don't you? <laughs> but uh, Casey actually dropped in on the chat on Twitch, and she said, talk about Filipinos and Vix. And that's true. Vix. Vix is yeah. like the number one healer in the Philippines. Like, you're sick. Snake oil. Put Vix. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would put Vix all over it. Like, I remember my aunt, she couldn't sleep. And you know how strong Vix are, right? Like, it's just, oh, she yeah. would literally put it under her eyes, so it would just keep her eyes <laughs> oh, closed. <that's> <laughs> So I'd go oh, into her room, I'd be like, what's on, what's on my Tita Mirna's eyes? <laughs> I thought like something was happening. And my mom's like, oh, she does it because she wants to go to sleep. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, it's the dude. same thing with Mexicans. I have not heard of that. Over the eyes? Wow. <laughs> yeah, Vix is like like powerful out there. It's like That's funny. It's Filipinos uh, kryptonite to ailments. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird. And I, my mom never really, I never really um, experienced that. That with Vix with my family. You're not Filipino then. Hop up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Let me see those tats again. (laughs) Let me get a cheese grater and take that off of you. (laughs) I'm actually Hawaiian. (laughs) Okay, Jasmine Trias. (laughs) Man, though, I remember, like, since growing up using Vix, like, when you grow up later on, you know, you see Vix again usually at raves. Really? So people are oh, like, really? What the fuck? They smoke nah, trying to go to sleep. <laughs> they eat into no. There's like these uh, little like sticks and like menthol sticks, kind of. And they and they're like, hey, take this. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit, you ain't telling me anything new, bro. <laughs> let me show you different ways to use this. Let me show you the way my people. <laughs> oh my god! Once I had a I had a roommate before. Um rest in peace he passed away recently but um he was trying to cook rice and he was like looking at the directions on how much like water to put like three cups i'm like no 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 no. this use your (laughs) finger (laughs) like what are you doing he's like no that's what the directions say i have i'm like no stop just get just move aside i'll do it He it just did, he didn't believe me. Yeah, he like insisted on doing it his own way, and I'm like your rice is gonna fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, use your finger. <laughs> you think our ancient people had this written on like scriptures on the wall somewhere? <laughs> That's such a good point. Yeah, <laughs> your next tap. Filipino <laughs> directions. Rice. We didn't have the metric tribal system. rice tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need anything. We fucking. Measure with our hands. We eat with our hands. Everything. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. wash our, wash our asses with our hands. I was born here, and then I remember going to the Philippines and living there as a kid for a little while. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Uh, where's the toilet paper?" <laughs> and there's a tabo. I was like, "What the fuck? What do you do with this?" 
And then I see him like have their hand. He's just like, just I was like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> Where am I? You just hear like water going down his asshole, and he's just like, like this, Jermaine, just like this. So I was like. You ain't doing that to me, dog. Hey, well, the, the Dabo is the original bidet, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't argue the effectiveness of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What else is there in the Philippines that that was completely culture shock? Because, like I said, I was born out here. The CR. <laughs> hey, where's the CR? Oh, yeah, someone. <laughs> yeah, like we would have guests over the house. It's like I remember someone. Like it's funny you said that. Someone came up to me, and the guest was like, uh, "San Yung CR." I was like, "The what? <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom? Like what? You know, comfort room. I was like, What's the comfort room, Ma? <laughs> I, <Someone's laughs> <dead. laughs> I think he's trying to touch me. <laughs> trying to get comfortable." <laughs> Yo, imagine being a Filipino that's super passive aggressive that really needs to go to the fucking bathroom. <laughs> where's, the, where's the CR? What? <laughs> the CR. <laughs> Desperately trying to explain. And that's what's hard because there's a lot of Filipinos who are super nice. They like you're yeah. like what? And you're getting you know you're getting frustrated trying to communicate with them, but you can't be a dick because they're so nice. You're like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, it's definitely uh, it definitely boosts my empathy. You know what I mean, and my patience when I deal with another Filipino. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like I was gonna say, like you brought up the uh, crab mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody has their own experiences of Filipino being like the number one hater to you, or like the one more person in your way. And it's like, let's look out for each other. But that's kind of u- universal throughout all the cultures. Like there's black on black. Hispanics yeah. hate on each other, you know. But yeah. on the flip side of that, there's the fucking we mentioned. We talked about this on the podcast before the uh, Filipino discount. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's yin yang. You know what I mean? There's the hate, but at the same time, it's like if you're Filipino and especially Filipinos our age, if you come across like in, in some kind of business setting, yeah, like a, a older generation of Filipinos, they end up becoming like your titas and your yeah. lolas. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to lie. I used that discount thing once and it worked. Oh, for sure. <laughs> hey, man, you Filipino? What is a Filipino discount, bro? He's like, fine, I'll give it to you. He's like, yes, it fucking works. <laughs> People ask me that all the time. Every time. So there's a Filipino Facebook group. It's called Socal Pinoy. I'm in there. <laughs> oh, there you go. And every, every time I post about my tattoos, they'll hit me up and like, oh, oh, Filipino discount. Okay, yeah. Can you give me? Oh, that's how much it is? Oh, you can't give me discount? I'm like, ah. Mm. Bitch, I got bills. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just say, "Oh, don't worry, I already put it in there." Yeah. <laughs> it's you discount. got Filipino discounts. <laughs> That's why you always tell them, "Oh, it's usually this price," but right now it's it's only this. So they, but really, you yeah, didn't right. change shit. But You're like, you. yeah. <laughs> for you, I give discount just for you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's funny how they always expect that, and then they get mad when you say no. Yeah. Like what? You're not going to support me now? Bro, they like boycott, man. Like, just like my dad thing. When my dad's at a restaurant and fucking the server forgets anything, I'm never going back here. (laughs) It's like, bro, this is the only restaurant of this, like, this chain, and you love this restaurant. (laughs) You're going to come back, bro. We just need some time off. This is a new server. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
Speaking oh, of man. restaurants, uh, my grandma has a Filipino restaurant in Chino. It's oh, okay. called um, the Dancing Crabs. The food is really good, and you know it's good because she imported her cook from the Philippines. Oh, that's with them, so go check it out. The nice. food is amazing, guys. Now, if there's any feds listening, pack. he has papers. He's legal. Don't do. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the feds are like, uh oh, she just said we're going there. Can you guys no, fight no, real? No, she's just petitioning him. She's, it's it's all legal. She petitioned him. You, you don't gotta explain to me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, for the feds listening. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're doing. <laughs> By the book. <laughs> you can go focus on real crime now. <laughs> they got, if you do go there, the crispy seasig is it's fire. Um, they also have crispy dinoguan, um, and it's, it's my cholesterol amazing. just went up listening to that. Oh. <laughs> I'm only 27. I have high cholesterol. It's that Filipino genes, man. <laughs> Crazy. We have a higher I think we're the real up. reason why it yeah, is for sure. here for now. I, I, I think we have a higher <laughs> tolerance straight up. Um, I mean, especially if you grew up eating the traditional Filipino. I can't you know. eat chicharron oh, yeah. bulaklak. Have you seen that? My parents Ooh, eat that like it's nothing. It's I'm so like, good. It's pretty good, but I don't eat it too often. Probably like once every <clears> decade, <throat> to be honest. <laughs> I showed it to my white coworker before and he was like, it smells like dog treats. <laughs> Bitch, this why it no one likes you. Trees. Dog trees. I'll try to cover up your food. Like, oh shit, I packed the wrong shit today. Uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I tried to feed my my white friend Dinuguan, and I was like, eat it first, and then I'll tell you what's in it afterwards. That's what you always do when you introduce <laughs> someone new. Like, try it first. <laughs> And uh, she like like I didn't even tell her what was in it yet, and she literally like spit it out. I was like, oh, <laughs> so, no way. Yeah, she like spit it out. But I mean, it's it's you know, like, pretty intimidating, yeah. intimidating looking. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. Well, that was it's right just black food. Right. <laughs> How's yeah. that? That's what my parents What's say. Dinugu, I mean, blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's chocolate, Jermaine. Just eat it. <laughs> oh, you're, talk, you're talking about champurado, bro. <laughs> I love champurado. <laughs> no, back then, when I was a kid, my my parents would feed me dinuguan, and I I liked it anyways. They didn't have to tell me what it was. I would just eat it. But she was like, Jermaine, it's chocolate rice. I was like, okay, whatever. It doesn't taste like fucking chocolate. I was like, I know what chocolate (laughs) tastes like, Mom. You don't got (laughs) to lie to me, Mom. (laughs) I'm already eating it, Mom. You don't got to lie to me. (laughs) It's uh, it's actually really good. I love Dinuguan. That's my my boyfriend is white. That's his favorite. So uh, I was like, all right, I'll keep you. Feed him (laughs) balut and see what he's really about. Oh, he tried balut. He grew up in Maui, so he tried balut. And he was like, I didn't really like it. But my, my auntie... Filipino auntie was uh, giving it to me. I couldn't say no, so I was like, "Yeah, let me have another." <laughs> <laughs> you got you guys eat the whole blood or what? Everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I used to eat all of it, but lately I just eat the. I had a weird experience one time when I chewed it. So I was like, "That's the beak." <laughs> oh, I had a beak once. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I just don't yeah. like the white part. The it's only good, good when you're drinking beer, though. Obviously. You, you know that's that's originally how they would eat it. They would just have it with their red horse. Blue so I would, yeah, mm. exactly. I Same would with ugly with girls beer. though. <laughs> 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 Only good with beer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see that crispy pato over there? <laughs> yes. Have Have you guys experienced that thing where where your uncles you're drinking with them and they tell you, do Do you see the 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 turtle or some shit in the in the logo on the red horse 
And you're like looking at it and you're like, no, I don't see it. They're like, okay, have another. That you just need to have another look. And then you drink another and you're like, can you see it yet? Do you see it? And so my uncle was doing that to me. And like, I forgot who else was. It was somebody in my family. And they're like, when you stop, like, it's not there. That's just how they get you to drink more. You're drunk enough to when you'll see it because it's not really there. <laughs> Tito's looking like right through you. Even <laughs> you do that in the Philippines, okay. You do that in America, it's predatory. It's like, oh, geez, yeah. you try to make her drink some more. <laughs> oh, man. But there's a saying, right? When you get super, super drunk on the red horse, it's like sinapaan ng red horse or whatever. Because I would have an uncle in the Philippines. Yeah, something like that. Like it would just be my uncle. He would have like four. And next thing he's on the ground, just passed yeah. out. Like, yeah. My horse is so strong. She <laughs> we would let him just sleep outside because he doesn't want to move. It's like, fine, you sleep outside. There's a fucking rain. There's a bagio coming, foo, and you want to stay there? Fine. <laughs> hey, we say we sell red horse at the Dancing Crabs at my grandma's restaurant. So red nice. horse and um, I think it was San Miguel or something. Ooh. Yeah. So we sell that there. Nice line. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I used to have a restaurant in uh, Mission Viejo. And we would we would have like karaoke nights on Saturday. It's lit. It's fun because I like That's watching genius old, move. Yeah, I love watching old <laughs> Filipinos just stand there and sing their hearts out. You could tell who has their heart broken because he's giving Aww. it all. And I'm like, I feel for this guy. And I would give him a beer, like, it's all right, man. <laughs> or he doesn't right. sit. He's just in line the whole fucking time trying to get the mic. <laughs> There's <laughs> karaoke at the dancing crabs too. So nice. Yeah, I feel like that's if the Filipino restaurant doesn't have karaoke, it ain't legit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> karaoke's fun, man. I don't know that's if I'm. That's because I'm Filipino, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> it's fun, and then like, yeah, we were next to a Irish bar. Of, uh, so like Genius. drunk white people come over and they'll do karaoke and then you see Filipinos getting super competitive when a white guy comes in <laughs> completely like I remember we had a white guy who came in and sang Sweet Caroline right I was like how oh, white can this guy <laughs> so, <laughs> and it was fire I was like damn this guy is good and this guy came on and he sang Journey I was like uh oh hey are you sure oh, you can do this song and he's like yeah 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 and he downed his red horse like, no joke he downed his red horse I was like watching him and he's like, all right, put this one on. And I put on this Journey song. And it was, um, fuck, what was, it was one of like the famous ones. And I was just standing there. I was like, holy shit. I think he's going to do really good. He's going to bomb the fuck out of this song. <laughs> and the moment he sang that first line, I was like, dude, he fucking sounds. And everyone was going wild. I was like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> but dude, he my, got super competitive. I was like, damn. My, my my pops was um was telling a story about how like in the Philippines they they get competitive right and if you steal their song they get really upset. And it was like they will literally fight you in the parking lot for stealing their song. God damn. Boy, I got ninety nine on Magic Sing, huh? <laughs> For real though, my dad has sort of like a set list yeah. when it comes to fucking oh, you karaoke. To. You know what I mean? So. It's like an actual performance. It's not yeah. karaoke anymore. It's like, this is my song. Yeah. I have a set list. I, if I know I'm going to go do karaoke with my friends, I'm practicing in the car. I'm practicing all week. I'm getting my voice warmed up. Yeah. I'm ready to go. It's funny. But it's always funny like how the songs they love to sing are ballads. You know, it's like, who They're hurt sad. you? I know. Who hurt you, man? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm more interested in the story. It's like, what happened to this guy? <laughs> and I'll go ask my mom, what happened to Tito Boy? <laughs> like the this song the sound is all the same too it's like that slow build up with the yeah. in the morning <laughs> i wake up it's a, oh my god yes That's yeah, so, on my list. so actually uh for our my family part of our uh, other business we produce a bunch of filipino concerts 
So we always get like a bunch of artists on. We got like big artists that perform and our opening acts are always like, you know, just people who are trying to make their break. And every time I look at their set list, I'm like, damn, this is straight. Like, hear me, please hear me. Like, no, these are songs like this guy's singing Adele and he's crushing it. But I'm like, who broke this guy's heart, man? <laughs> like he kills that shit. Adele is hard, man. No, yeah. And he came on. I'm trying to sing that sometimes. And it's, it's difficult. But if you're, if I'm drunk enough, I'll, the the biggest can for me as far as filipino food is was fucking champurado man i love champurado what are you talking about i used to i i love chocolate and they advertise it as fucking chocolate rice so i was expecting (laughs) sweet bro (laughs) my mom's bro i don't care how many how much condensed milk you fucking put in that shit. that does not taste like nutella rice bro condensed milk <laughs> and sugar and then you're just off the wire all day you just <laughs> bro i had trust issues with my mom ever since like, that ain't fucking chocolate rice mom <laughs> you know your mom looking down at you right now laughing her ass off she's like i got him <laughs> it's still good <laughs> I haven't had champurado in a long time. I think since it, I was little. It's yeah, it's crazy. How also, that's uh, a lot of Filipino culture very mesh meshes well a lot with Hispanic cultures because there's a lot of similarities in that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we yeah. both got fucked by the Spanish. That's why. Oh yeah. Hey, Tell Pat, me how about do you it. feel? You're like a <laughs> you're like a combo of the two sides. Yeah, yeah. Here. So is it is it? Let me guess. Is it your dad was Spanish and? He found a, a beautiful filipino woman <laughs> from the island no it's the opposite my dad's from manila my mom's from mexico so, oh really yeah well you still look filipino then yeah it looks but, the same <clears throat> yeah you should right. see his family during family get-togethers it's like y'all related <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah there are for sure a lot of similarities i mean um well there's like a an adobo version in you know hispanic culture that it's just the same name. It's totally different, though. Like it's more of like a seasoning, and you know, adobo in Filipino cultures, the the soy sauce, garlic vinegar, and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But yeah, there's for sure a lot of similarities. I mean, my dad he can speak Spanish pretty well. Uh, I just found out uh, there's a champurado in, in his Hispanic culture. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Can you imagine how awkward it is for like being a Filipino like Hispanic household during the Pacquiao Prime days when he was knocking down all these? <laughs> like, oh, you go to your 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 Hispanic family side, like go home, fool. It's like, yeah, I'm just to come over. Oh yeah, when Pacquiao would fight, they'd always yeah. ask me like like if he's fighting whoever, whichever Mexican fighters, they'd always be like, oh, so who are you going for this time? <laughs> go for this time you went for Manny last time Pacquiao's on fire like I gotta go with Manny this time <laughs> hey how was uh, did you guys watch the Marquez fight together when Pacquiao got knocked out oh I saw that that shit was wild I was like, um, I'm pretty yeah, I mean I mean I'm sure I'm sure I saw it but it was, it was the, those two sides have been separated for a while so yeah Man, I, I just recall him back to the Manny Pacquiao days on the come up. Mm-hmm. Those were fucking Filipino events, bro. Those were yes. Filipino pride events. Bro. I don't think, oh, like, till, till this day, no matter how big fighting is right now, I don't yeah. think, I mean, as far as culturally for us, I don't think anything tops like the Manny Pacquiao days on the come up when he was no. knocking everybody out, bro. No. I'd look around, 
fucking ants. My mom would be on the couch jumping, you know, like little kids up on the stairs. Like, <laughs> it was so loud. It was it yeah, was so loud. Like it was the uncles crazy. are screaming like oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy how hype they get and nothing happened. It's like they just rung the bell. They're like, ah! <laughs> nothing happened. They just said the, the national anthem. <laughs> the aunties don't even know what's going on. They're like, punch him in the base, punch him in the base. He's trying, Pita. He's cheating. He's cheating. Look. Why, why is he doing that? Why? He's hugging him. He's hugging him. They're friends. They're friends, mom. It's it's funny because you know, sometimes there'd be like that one Hispanic guest who knows boxing. And as yeah. soon as fucking Pacquiao starts fucking him up, he's like all quiet. And like the aunts or uncles that don't really know him are like like screaming in their faces and shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'd imagine like in the Marcus fight, it'd be the opposite, you know, like the minority would be like, what's up? Right. Funny. Um, but but like I said, um, what's up? Uh, didn't he, he was, cheat uh, in that fight? I thought it was, wasn't that when he did something so, with his gloves? Marquez. So, no. So what happened there, Marquez, he, uh, he hired Angel Heredia, who was already like a convicted doper. Like he would dope a lot of mm-hmm. Olympic athletes and he was caught. And he's actually very open about it. If you go on YouTube, he posts videos of how to do it and like cheat the system. And that's why when that's why when he signed on, everyone's like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? And Marquez got huge at like 45. This guy has like the nicest, like Marquez ain't never looked like that his whole career. And he looked like that all of a sudden. And then everyone was just pointing out how like he had so much acne on his back during that fight. Mm-hmm. And those were all telltale signs. But they didn't do any extensive testing because Manny was like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I He's like, I got it. Oh, yeah. no, I was thinking about Margarito. Oh, Margarito. When he postured his gloves, right? Yeah, against Miguel Cotto. And then Miguel oh, okay, Cotto. Okay. That's why Miguel Cotto's face was all fucked up. And then. Pacquiao fought Cotto when Cotto was trying to come back, and then Pacquiao legitimately beat him without plastic gloves. <laughs> Pacquiao fought Margarito, and then Cotto was so happy. He's like, Yeah, that's what you're supposed to look like. <laughs> Pacquiao oh, fucked up Margarito, though. That yeah. was also peak <clears throat> Filipino event. Yeah. How, did, how, did you, how did you guys feel when you watched the Pacquiao Mayweather fight? I was a Mayweather fan, so I knew I knew how it was going to go. Yeah, I already... it was more just standing there and taking all the. Oh, he hit him! He hit him! <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I guess like like if you watch boxing, you kind of ex- you you. I was hoping Pacquiao would shock everyone and just do it because that'd be wild, yeah. right? Because this is Pacquiao we've been waiting for as fans in his peak years, and you know all the talk about Floyd ducking him, and then finally here's the fight. And then when I saw the first couple rounds, I was like, I see how Floyd's gonna fight this, yeah. you know, and it's just like he's gonna. He's gonna he's gonna be a tactical fight. He's just gonna be yeah. it's gonna be all calculated and he's gonna win on the points. And I think it was like the fourth round when Manny actually landed like a strong left and yeah. you see Floyd's face like what the fuck? And that's when <laughs> Floyd was like, gotta stick to the game plan. And so uh, after that it was like it was Floyd won. And like you know, I, I remember after that fight, I had so much fans like, no, you know, Pacquiao hit up in the fourth. <laughs> I was like, that's the fourth <laughs> round. There's <was> twelve rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Before the fight, I <laughs> hurt my shoulder. And, yeah. uh, and, and uh, because, I wish uh, you didn't say that, to be honest. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, don't say that, man. Just don't say it. Like, I get it. If it really did hurt, just don't say anything. Because now we're going to hear Floyd, and rightfully so. Floyd said, so I was like, man, that guy want to cover with excuses. I, I love I love Floyd because what Floyd said, 
going into the fight, I also had injuries. <laughs> <laughs> just negates it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's just like, well, <laughs> I was uh, I was in Vegas that that night, and uh-huh. it was funny because after the fight, I was excited. We we're gonna go to the club and shit, and I was a Mayweather fan, so I was like, I fuck, I was Lame. my whole attitude that night was, I told you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but seeing people like you, you'd see people that just left the event because they'd have the Pacquiao shirts. Yeah, some of them had the Mayweather shirts, but seeing black people go up to Filipinos, they're obviously mad. And be like, hey, did you see the fight? <laughs> oh my god! I think so. I instigating, you know. Up, I think if you would have fought him bef- pre, like before Marquez locked up. About, it would have been a different like fight you know what i mean yeah, yeah but he wouldn't take the drug test by, but after he got knocked out by uh what's it called by marquez you could see like he kind of just kind of softened up his mm-hmm. fight he wasn't really engaging too much he was kind of waiting for that one shot a lot but mm-hmm. he still had it in the tank it's just like he changed <laughs> yeah I can't blame him though, because imagine getting hit like that. I'm like, yeah. Bro. <laughs> and it wasn't even just like it, it he literally like went to was sleep going forward yeah. straight into that punch. Like walked into that one, yeah. Yeah. That just the fucking impact on that. Imagine you're going forward and that punch yeah. is already super Yeah. It's like the perfect <laughs> collision, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the crazy part, he was winning that shit. You know, yeah, he was. He was fucking him, him up. Yeah. yeah, and I think Marquez was like, "No, right rage, <laughs> bro." He, I thought he died. I thought he died. No, oh, yeah. Great. When he knocked out, I was like, "Oh shit, oh shit." And they pan yeah. to his wife's face, and she's just like, with the yeah. "Rosary and shit." And then his mom saying his all mom these weird spells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Fuck his you. mom was like in astral form already, like looking for. <laughs> you know what? You know what I don't. You know what I I don't um, appreciate about the um, what's going on right now with with boxing is these like exhibition fights with celebrities. I feel like it cheapens the sport. Oh, oh definitely does. God. I mean, but Floyd is enough. I mean, Floyd knows how to make money. I'm not going to take that. Oh yeah. Floyd should be the only one doing it. I hate these YouTubers that are coming out. <laughs> and he's doing it. He's got a fight in this, like this month. Manny Pacquiao, oh, but he's doing an exhibition fight with some Korean mar- uh, mixed martial artists, and it's all that's cool. Security. No, that's yeah. cool. But you know, so okay, so Jake Paul, right? Jake Paul's that the YouTuber mm-hmm. that we're that you're referring to. No, I'm screen. referring to this dude. I don't know his name. Slim. KSI? Slim. I will. F- I want to fight that guy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the only reason I want to get big is because right is now, yeah, like this YouTube fighting league is is a is a good stage for up and coming fighters to just bypass the UFC or bypass yeah. boxing. And hey, they make a lot a little bit more money than the average up and comers. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I, the you know, the confidence of like these fucking youtubers is like bro shit (laughs) i yeah i do i never i've never liked that about um like certain fighters that are just really arrogant i never it's never appealed to me and i don't understand why it appeals to certain people i'm like you just sound like a jackass and i feel it it cheapens martial arts because that's not what martial arts is about but like with with jake paul right when he started getting into it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I hope he gets knocked out. But he, I've heard that he's going to fight Andrew Tate. And this is like the one time that I hope he fucking wins. Oh, fucking <laughs> you, know, you know, a lot of times, though, when it comes to fighters and they're being complete dickheads, a lot of times they're just trying to sell a fight. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I, I think sure Jake Paul. Work, I think yeah. Jake Paul believes this shit though, or I might oh. just be buying into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he actually uh. really like does want to get into it, and he t- he took that that bypass ticket being mm-hmm. a celebrity for sure. But I like he's definitely gonna have to earn his. Res- it's gonna take him a while to earn respect from the martial arts community. I think. It's easy to hate him because he's a YouTuber and the persona he has. But if you step yeah. back from it, he's doing it the right way as far as I the mean, person who, who who paved their own way yeah. and mm-hmm. bypassed, you know, all the yeah. fucking Which also tells muggers kids, if you have money, there. you could do it like him. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think... He's winning, too. That's the important thing. Yeah, he's winning. Yeah, he's winning, but I want I to fight a real boxer, you know, like someone who actually boxes. Yeah. Not these guys but there's still dangerous fights, though. Bro, I mean, like the the thing about not, yeah, yeah. If there's no cap, it's still a dangerous fight. The yeah, thing about Mayweather was people say he's running people and all this, but at the end of the day, if you look at his resume, when all these fighters are like 50 years old retired, yeah. it's fucking phenomenal, man. You know yeah. what I mean? And just like Jake Paul, even if he doesn't box anymore, like his resume at the end of the day, 50 years from now, pretty phenomenal. Yeah, knocked out no, Tyron they're, they're, Woodley, Anderson Silva, Nate Robinson. <laughs> I mean, I I probably would I'd keep it to three. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, click more, click more yeah. to see the rest. <laughs> Nate Robinson, <laughs> Ben Askren. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, I think with, with this comes like you know, there's the um, what's his name? You fucking Fousey tube box, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do like to tie this all with being Filipino. You guys know uh, Salt Poppy? Yes. Mm-mm. Bro, yeah, he yeah. is killing the game right now. I think he could probably beat Jake Paul, man. He could box, actually. That's I the think thing. they're sleeping on him. The because... guy that does the fucking salt thing? No. <laughs> He's a Filipino guy going by uh, Salt Oh, Poppy. okay. Yeah. So we're not talking about the guy that throws salt. No, food. Okay. Salt Bay. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. There you go. <laughs> I know I, uh, it's confusing, but no. At first, I thought Salt Poppy was a sick. I was like, "This guy's fighting! I want to watch this guy." I know. I was like, "Damn!" You know, it's the Filipino guy. And he's doing like these YouTube uh, fighting. Like, I forgot who he fought last, but he fought uh, some random YouTuber, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And so but now he, they're trying to pit him off. with KSI, or whatever. Is that how you say his name? KSI. Yeah. He started KSI. popping off off a dance though, right? Originally. Yeah. So he started doing like TikTok dances, and I think he did like this bit with Salt Bay's thing, where he does the salt thing. Um. Oh, so why. he kind of took that, and then his name ended up becoming Salt Poppy. But he blew up doing like these fake running videos, mm. and then from there he did TikTok dances to like little bits. But see, like that paved the way for him to be on these cards. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. it's crazy. It's a new era that we're in, and yeah, it's definitely leaning towards more of the social media side. And I said this on the podcast earlier. I think clout is starting to become like a social credit now you know what i mean like you could buy a lot of things some some places you can have your whole trip paid off because of like your Your followers or your social media presence i mean some places still look down on that but i i can't hate it because there's a way for like anybody now to get into it you know what i mean but there are some cringe characters currently Mm -hmm. dominating the scene of influencer boxing i guess but that's just like the world we're in now, you know, like these weird motherfuckers are coming up and people with skill and hard work is being overlooked. Yeah. And that that's, it's like that with tattooing too. 
you know, going back to to that <clears throat> where you could have fucking five hundred thousand followers and yeah, somebody that's really really good to have like five hundred, you know, right. And they, again, they, there's pros and cons because it's more accessible to people. And even if there's a lot of gatekeeping in whatever industry it is, but then also um, with tattooing in particular, you saturate the market mm-hmm. or oversaturate the market. But that also increases completely like um, it makes it more competitive and I think mm-hmm. drives up the quality of the work overall. Right. Because you have to be really, really good to set yourself apart. Yeah, I feel like that's that's like a byproduct of competition that mm-hmm. pe- people are so competitive. They get caught up in the competitive side of it, but they don't start to see the fact that it does elevate. Cause you see that with anything, like whenever there's two companies going at it, it benefits the consumer, you know? Right. Or like rap and shit like that. Yeah. Like rap when people are beefing, that's usually when the best shit's coming out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but fuck. Slim, I want to fight you, bro. Sneak, <laughs> hey, yo, sneak, bro. I mean, right, you, I want to fight you, it. bro. <laughs> Let's get it together, man. Let's do the Jake Paul, Andrew Tate undercard. <laughs> I want Sneeko. But you got to fight bro. with a mask on. <laughs> bro, I'll fight blindfolded, dog. <laughs> Just let me get a spot in that card. about it, you know? This shit can be dangerous. All right, how about this? Let's go through the... Uh, Let's go through the chat and if you guys, let's say we're on a card, who would be your celebrity opponent? Oh, God. Ariana Grande. Oh, <laughs> for real? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why she annoys the shit. I can't understand what the fuck she's saying in her songs. There's no, there's all consonants, no, or no, all vowels, no consonants. <laughs> That's true. And I don't know what the fuck she's saying in there. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? You'd, you'd fuck her up. That's not even fair. <laughs> I though. tend to think I'm such a nice guy. I don't know who I'd want to fucking beat up. Um, <laughs> get, get back to me. Give me. <laughs> I'm thinking right now. Uh, <clears throat> who do I want? <laughs> I'd go for Bobby Lee just because I love that guy. <laughs> I just want to beat him and I know I'll win. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be fucking funny. <laughs> Bobby Lee. Have you watched his podcast? Oh yeah, I, I only fan. see clips. I only see clips. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. But I mean, that guy's funny overall. Like, he's got um, he's kind of underrated in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's he was on Logan Paul's podcast recently, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it was. Um, I saw some clips. It was funny. He's What's- kind of getting like a second win of fame right now. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he was he in one sober. of the. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Well, he's been sober for a while, right? But then he um, he relapsed when his uh, when his dad passed, like a couple mm. of years ago. Mm. And he's good now. But um, I saw him in a in a Happy Madison movie, uh, a Netflix original. So that was cool. It was a small role, but like like Jarrell said, he's starting to get a second wind. Mm-hmm. He was in um, he was in the wrong Missy. Have you guys seen that movie? I'm pretty sure that's the the Happy Madison one with David Spade. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That movie's great. I've, seen, I've watched it like fucking five it's times. It's so funny. It's so <laughs> hilarious. I I don't like rewatching movies, but I I can rewatch that movie over and over again. <laughs> I know who I want to fight. I want to fight. Uh, what's who's the, the the Filipino guy from Blue's Clues? 
I think his name was like Josh something. Damn, he yes. knew ex- it took him time, but he knew exactly who he wanted to smoke with. Fuck <laughs> who is that fool? I got your back, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's box. Let's we all got to fight all each of the Blues Clues hosts. I take what you take. I got you. Any, I, got, any guy, I, got, I got Steve's back, though. Fight. I I'll got Steve's there. back, but that other jabroni, <laughs> let's do it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. I think, fuck, I was, like, a lot. Of, okay, so three names come to my head. I, I would fight Justin Bieber. <laughs> I think that would be fun. It was like, <laughs> just because just cause he's been so annoying. Um, uh, Takashi 6 9 <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Um, that is a good one. <laughs> and Ronnie from Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we were kind of binge watching Jersey Shore because we had it because we just moved to our place. So we've been unboxing shit and we just had it going on. I was like, dude, Rodney's so fucking annoying. I want to fight that guy. <laughs> it's a great so, card, low key. <laughs> I'll take all of them in one night. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you, pro- you probably have to main that. That Ariana Grande is definitely the marquee name of that night. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because it's going to be a concert after. Because if she beats you, then she's got to sing Thank You Next. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn. I don't know. Cause she's, so, she's so little, though. Like, we're definitely, we definitely want to be the same weight class. So maybe Nicki Minaj. She I mean, kind of this one wants to fight Bobby <laughs> Lee, bro. <laughs> Dude, I love Bobby Lee. It would just be a, a way for me to meet that guy. <laughs> I wouldn't beat him too bad though. <laughs> it's funny. I think Jarrell should fight uh Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, Loki, he kind of scares me, bro. I don't think he's human. <laughs> Imagine like, you catch him with a good punch and you're you break your hand and he's oh, all man. good. <laughs> Mel, I'll Mel box Joel Austin. I'll box yeah. the shit out of Joel Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, shit's the world's funny. number one scammer. <laughs> he would that would be a good person to fight. I'd fight Gavin Newsom. Fuck that. <laughs> Let's go, you Gavin. State, bro. <laughs> you know, I would actually like to fight Donald Trump Jr. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah, that was cute. Say some crazy shit again. Let's go. <laughs> I wouldn't fight this person. I would just run them over. Andrew Tate. I would just fucking run him over. I don't even want to fight him. <laughs> wow. Kobe Tate. There's a lot of hate there, huh? <laughs> I just like sometimes like his interviews Andrew pop hates. up on my Facebook and like it, and then you know I'll watch through it. I'm getting all hyped up at like fucking three in the morning. Wake up, my boyfriend. Do you fucking hear this shit? And he's like, dude, like, why are you watching it if it's just gonna piss <laughs> you off? It's working. It's, it's working. He's yeah. back too. It came back, so that yeah. that doesn't help your cause. I think Pete, no. you should fight Alex Jones. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. PQ and Alex Jones would be a good one. That way, you could, uh, it'd, be, it'd be tag team between PQ and Bobby Lee as Alex Jones. <laughs> no, I'd be, be down for that. <laughs> Do a Capcom versus you should Marvel fight up. Yeah, I, would, I would call out Brennan Shaw, but I think Brennan Shaw would fuck me up. Who would so, be in Alex yeah. Jones' corner? <laughs> Shit, um, me. <laughs> <laughs> the lawyers of his lawsuit, but he found Damn. That'd be nuts, though. I'd be down for that. Um, <laughs> would you guys take a fight if someone called you guys out? 
Well, who's calling me out? Let's say the let's say these people heard. If it's fucking like, Canelo, I'd be like, nah, hey, Andrew, it's the dude from Blue's Clues. Where you at, bro? Oh, if it's if it's if it's the dude from Blue's Clues right now, I might I might just I'll train for it. I think it'll be a pretty evil fight. I'll, I'll train for it. It's fucking funny. He whoops your ass. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yo, right? Fair and square. Oh, no. <laughs> That'd be the upset of the evening. Josh <laughs> from Blue's Clues. <laughs> I'm like, I'm no. sorry, Andrew. I've actually put money on him. The odds are too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hey, man, Loki, I put money on the other guy. <laughs> I hope you win though, but you know, yeah, in your quarter. So this is the main question though, is do you get time to prepare or you gotta just oh, like no. are you ready to go? That's a that's a Batman question, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like if somebody calls you out, do I get like do I get like a good six weeks fight camp? Damn, I think that depends on who I feel like if I if I were to fight someone like Jake Paul, then I would need a full training camp <laughs> he's legit. But if it's it's hard now though, because like the thing about these influencers doing this, they have all the access to the best coaches, you know? Oh, yeah. And oh, the yeah. coaches the coaches behind them, like, dude, you, you know how much pressure it is on Jake Paul's coaches to go out there and make sure that Jake Paul performs? <laughs> like, that ups their brand, too, you know? So, yeah, it's a good question because if it's like – if it, I think you could take Ariana Grande. With <laughs> she no comes, day up, she notice. comes back like a fucking 150 all beefed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really really Grande now. Takes what? off her leather jacket. She's like, you want it, young Jay. <laughs> <She's like, laughs> yeah, now like, you know why they call me Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's – Her nickname's that's, Extra. Ariana <laughs> Extra Grande. <laughs> like stuff from Taco Bell. <laughs> it just it depends. Like, what's the setting? Like, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? Uh, like, what kind of rules are there? You know, there's so like, is it just gonna be a street brawl? Like, we're walking down the street and fucking Ariana Grande calls me out. Like, you know, you know how like it's straight street. On site, <laughs> it'd definitely be a pay per view event because it'd be yeah. about that's like, what I was thinking. Because yeah. it's a concert after, like I said, if you lose, <laughs> you gotta do a concert and you gotta be front row watching. That's just like, God, that's <laughs> yeah. Manny Pacquiao does uh sings after his, he he does it after his fight, he'll go and like sing. Yes, I've seen that's it. so fucking ballsy. <laughs> that's ballsy. I've seen man. him do karaoke right after, yep, <laughs> like because we'll go to his <clears throat> brother is affiliated with Team Pacquiao. So mm-hmm. one time I went to his fights and my brother sh- showed me around. And after his fight, he had karaoke in his hotel room. I was like, what the fuck? Hell yeah. One eye is all. He's just like with an ice bag. Like, oh. When <laughs> I wake up in the morning. Yeah. I was like, wow, this guy, this is Filipino at best right here. Yep. We'll sing karaoke no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things are ballsy when fi- fighters book like a post-fight concert or post-fight show after like a you know marquee title fight it's like damn uh-huh. you gotta perform <laughs> it's fucking crazy <laughs> so um to end off because we're almost hitting that two hour mark dang two um, hours i didn't even realize <laughs> yeah wow. right time flow um I feel like if I ask this question, it'll go on longer, but fuck it. So what's the, why don't you like Andrew Tate? Why does Andrew Tate piss you off? (laughs) It just, you know, there's this, it's like this trend 
not even a trend. It's just a resurgence of this mentality that like all women want is a man with money and that's all they really care about. And all men want is somebody that looks good. And it's like, yeah, you know, I see a part of that being true, but then also at the same time, not everybody's like that. Like that's such a vast or a huge generalization that really pisses me off because it's like, first of all, I've dated some broke ass fucking <laughs> motherfucker. Like that's like a, a, a check a check mark on my list. Like, are you broke? Okay, perfect. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a lot of women. <laughs> yeah, it's like I. It just it's so infuriating because I think it's also, I think it's a dangerous stereotype to put out there that women are that shallow because it 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 makes us seem vulnerable and it makes us seem dumb. You know, mm-hmm. like a Fresh and Fit podcast, for example, they always have <clears throat> talk about the fucking same shit and they bring on these beautiful women. They're fucking beautiful, mm-hmm. but they obviously are not equipped to have that type of debate, have that type of conversation. And the only reason they're put on that podcast right. is because is because they're pretty and they know that they can talk over them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want to if you really want to have an intellectual conversation about about the status of of modern dating like have that conversation and then speak to somebody um with facts with actual facts and somebody that can that can carry that that's mm-hmm. like that can be eloquent enough um so i just it, it just it's just frustrating because it, i also think a part of it too is like it's who you surround yourself with like if you really believe like oh all men want is a fucking Mm-hmm. young beautiful woman it's like okay it's probably because you're hanging out with guys that all they want is a young beautiful woman and they don't care about anything else mm-hmm. and then and then the, and then to say that it's okay for men to sleep around but if women do it they're whole <laughs> you know it's like come on mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i that. think that's, that's always been something that people talk about right it's like well how come men can sleep around <laughs> yeah but like it, it's true. There's a there's that contradiction when it comes to male or female, when it comes to dating or sex. It's just always it's always contradictory. But um, it's it's a very toxic community when you have those people talking about it. like, you know, there's things I listen to Andrew Tate. I'm not going to lie. I listen to stuff and some of it makes sense. And some of them like, uh, no. <laughs> Are you OK, bro? What happened with like you got mommy issues? What happened with your mom, you know? Yeah, like, I resonate I with some some of the things he says, like, but it definitely. I think my biggest gripe with him is the uh, like the minions that he creates. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I I do see the benefits of the stuff that he says because it is more of like a. I see the resurgence of masculinity that he's trying to put out because there is the like the city girls um, mm-hmm. population too that's kind of rising, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the polar opposite of it, but. I feel like on his come up, he did play into that character, you know? Yeah. So he would say extreme stuff, but now he's kind of more calm taking that thing. But my biggest shit is like with Sneeko, man. Like, I fucking hate that guy. If you guys are familiar with him, the he's rapper like a, guy. No. no, he's like another Andrew Tate wannabe. Um, yeah, but he makes music too, no? Like, he was making music. I don't I know think. if he was making music, but. <clears throat> If he did, that shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. I want to fight you on the couch. <laughs> but you know, I was going to say that there has been like a lot of documented situations, like um, a bunch of clips I've seen from Kevin Samuels, where yeah. you know he's interviewing yeah. women, and yeah. 
um, you know, there's the, the way they describe their standard is kind of really unrealistic. And yeah. it's also like, what are you bringing to the table to deserve that? Or, you know, why would you set the bar so high? And then, um, you know, there's no reciprocity on there. Right. And don't get me wrong. There's some fucking dumb bitches out there, you know, like there's yeah. some bitches out there. Uh, like they're, they're shallow, you know, they literally, all they want to do is, is right off the coattails of another person. But mm-hmm. to say that that's all women. And, and then I also have an issue with like the way that they, that they tell those women, like, what mm-hmm. do you bring to the table? And then they're like, well, I have my own business, you know, I'm independent. And they're like, okay, what does that do for me? And it's like, what do you mean? What does that do for you? Like I can yeah. fucking yeah. Okay. <clears throat> pay for my. You know what I mean? Like it's they. I feel like the way that they say it to those women is like, no, you don't have value. What you see as value in yourself is not valuable. You are not valuable. Yeah. Like you're valuable if I come home and dinner is cooked. Like bitch, I cook your own fucking dinner. <laughs> you're hungry. Oh, there's food. Go cook it. I'm I'm mm-hmm. fucking tired. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I agree with you. Like you know, there is a big. Um, it's like, like uh, Jermaine was saying, it's very toxic. Yeah. But um, everybody's looking for something different. You know, um, somebody who, whether it's a man or a woman, if they're making, you know, shit ton of money, they're, they're probably not looking for someone who, um, you know, would who would bring like financial benefits to the relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think what the, the issue is, is this generalization, right? And then also going back to why it could be dangerous is it, it makes these it makes certain men feel like if they have enough money that they can just do whatever they want. Right. Like it's and why I say dangerous is that like as a female, right, you have to walk around your daily life on guard. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the, any situation that you're in could be potentially a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. And so coming from that perspective. I think that that's like we're misunderstood when it when we have an issue with somebody saying those things because it has different repercussions for us than it does for males. Yeah, okay, I see yeah. you. Yeah, I could I could understand that. Yeah, I, I do agree too with um yeah the Fresh and Fit podcast. I fucking hate those guys. Oh my god, <laughs> I will fight each and one of you guys on that same card. <laughs> Put them all on the undercard. Put them all on the undercard, bro. I'll I'll fight their asses too. I'm ready. I'll I'll fight their coaches. They they put on certain they put on certain females to to have certain deep conversations that you know sometimes they can't dance with some of the topics that they're they're, that are brought up. It's almost like they're staging, you know, the conversation to get certain clips. Yeah, Yeah, it's loaded. You know what I mean? And I feel like there's a lot of that and. Just like with tattooing now, like podcasting, like it's yeah. it's the clips, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's the it's the followers and everything too. So mm-hmm. it's it, I, like, what I like about this is we bring in people that we naturally like have interest in, and we have just like conversations. You know what I mean? There's not really like a structure, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's mostly now, especially with like the fresh and fit and like post social media type of uh, podcasting. I feel like it's more like setting up viral conversations to viral clips now. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Because one thing I don't like, I've actually been watching are like these clips that are posted all over Instagram and you see them kind of glorifying these, like they get these 
you know, they got these girls, they're Instagram girls, you know, Instagram, yeah. they got the big ass, they got the big titties, whatever. What are you about? I got big tits. Okay. That's great. But, you know, they, they always have them on and they're always like, oh, what's the wildest sex thing you've ever done? And people love that shit. And you yeah. guys got in the comments like, damn, what's her at? 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 <laughs> you know? And it's just like, uh, it, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't really want to hear that shit. Like, it's yeah. like, it's, I guess it's funny. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'll listen to it, but I'm like, as someone who wants to listen to a podcast, I want to sit there every day listening because there was one clip I saw this morning and it was like this girl talking about how she was on her period, right? And she, how she let a dude bang her and she sucked him off right after. And then the, she is, and everyone's like, what? And everyone's like, hey, Damn. send that link. <laughs> <laughs> and then she asked this girl right next to her who was sitting next to her on the podcast, like, have you ever done that? And she looked like she was pressured. So she's like, yeah, yeah I've done that. <laughs> so it's just, it's weird. It's just like, oh, why are we, I don't, that's, okay, if you like doing that, that's cool. I don't need to know about that. <laughs> it, you know, it's like, and it's nothing against, it's nothing against those girls right like as you know the girl even the girls on the ones that go on the fresh and fit podcast like i said they're they're beautiful they're fucking mm-hmm. beautiful it's just i think that, that a lot of times sometimes or a lot of times like in the fresh and fit podcast like they are brought on to made right. to be made to look stupid yeah they're yeah. getting used it's yeah. it's not the best look for, for them pr wise I, I agree yeah. with you it's also their decision they know what they're getting into to get in there but that's yeah. also the second part of it the second half of it is people are looking for clout and people yeah. will go on there and say oh okay these guys these guys put mm-hmm. people on i want to be part of their clips okay mm-hmm. i'll play dumb and they're playing dumb and next thing you know sometime down the line they're like i can't believe i said that shit <laughs> yeah. i Facts. think there was there was a female rapper that went on asian doll she was on the fresh and fit podcast and she got up and walked out and i think she like punched one of them in the face and i was like yes. <laughs> all right okay <laughs> i'm down <laughs> choose violence Hey, we should sign out with one of those where, like, someone comes on, punches remotely. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) I'm going to send you a punch right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, you're right. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird community. Like, the podcasting is blown up. I remember back then, I thought podcasts just had something to do with Apple because they had everything (laughs) pod. iPod, you know, I just thought it was an Apple thing, and that was blowing mm-hmm. up. And I like, you know, there's a couple podcasts I listen to. It's cool. And then I'm starting to see like how ratchet these podcasts are getting. Like I said, yeah. you got like these Instagram thoughts. That's what they call yeah. them. I yeah. still don't understand thought. I know what it means, but it's just like really <laughs> that hoe over there. <laughs> oh, that's what it's oh I had no idea. That's yeah, what that's what it stands That's for. what it means. Wow. <laughs> That hoe over there. It's like you're a thought. You're a that hoe over there. So, <laughs> that makes me not want to use it anymore. It's not yeah. cool. It's not cool. <laughs> so it's just you know, it's really you kind of seeing the podcast evolve, and eventually there's going to be something new come on because it's being tainted so badly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. Talking about buttholes. There's a market for it, you know. If there's a market for it, people will make it. Some people want to listen to people talking about. Sucking dicks covered in period. Blood, so send the link. Send the link. Go on Pornhub if you really want to watch that shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so maybe some guys are so like numb to Pornhub that you'd rather hear a story. You're like, yeah, tell yeah. me more. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That took a weird turn. 
<laughs> anyway. That escalated quick. <laughs> I am now canceled. <laughs> yeah, dude, Patrick dropping n bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was speaking Spanish negritos. Like, so. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's different, dude. I'm just kidding. We're like promoting violence. There was a thing I remember on Facebook someone lost their dog, right? And they posted mm-hmm. an ad. And then the dog is black. And the person who lost him was Hispanic. And the dog's name was Negro. And everyone's like, why would you name your dog the N-word? <laughs> it's like in Spanish, it means black. But I get it. Yeah, it's fucked it up. Know. That's not what right. he meant. <laughs> Again, cultural differences, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Bro, talk about cultural yeah. differences. So when I was a kid, I, I, I was uh, I started in this, like, this cultural poster where I had to, like, you know, look like I was pledging to Jose Rizal mm-hmm. in the Philippines. And the flag was the KKK flag. Yeah. And the Philippines, <laughs> it means something else. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I had my cousins come over to stay over at our place one time and her uh, boyfriend was black and had all her all his friends come with him. You know what I mean? And then fucking the poster was in my room. Oh, shit. And so the next morning I came home late. The next morning I invited him over to my room to go smoke, you know? So we were smoking and shit. And then like after the blunt, we were like looking around and he saw the poster. He's like, hey, oh, what? It's like, what's that mean? And I was like, oh, shit. I was young. It's not what you think, bro. <laughs> he, oh, looks at the bed. he looks in your closet. You got the bed sheets there. He's like, oh, there's the bed sheets that you put <laughs> at these rallies. <laughs> no, I swear, I was a ghost last Halloween. That's not what it is. <laughs> Yeah, so I had to explain that shit real quick, but it's crazy. Cultural differences, man. Being Filipino. (laughs) You know, my my mom, um, my I was um I had her I I filmed my first episode of um of my new podcast. Nick and Night. Yeah, I love that I love that name. Nick and Night. Night. That is sick. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And uh my mom was my first guest. And uh, we were talking about cultural differences and she was telling the story about how um, when she first came here, she was working at her data entry job or something like that. And one of her coworkers, this older guy, he came in, it was Veterans Day. And so he was wearing all of his medals and, and all that stuff. And she was like, how come you're wearing all your stuff? Or like, what is that? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm a vet. It's Veterans Day. And she's like, well, what's this medal for? And she goes, I'm, I was in uh, Vietnam. And she was like, but didn't you guys lose? <laughs> and he just was like, um, no. And the guy behind him, behind the, the vet, was like, don't, no, stop. You never tell them they lost. But it's like, that's what my mom learned in the education in the Philippines. But of course, you know, Americans are like, we won. But yeah. like, that's so bad. Like, <laughs> Wow. That is, that is crazy. That's wrong one. <laughs> There was one time I was like uh, just out with some friends and one of my friends, his older brother um, had just moved here from another country. I think it was like um, Africa or something. And um, like we were all drinking and stuff. And I remember uh, the older brother who had just like month ago come to the come to the U.S. He kept trying to like grab my hand. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? You have and then, you know, hands. someone had to someone had to explain to me in their culture it's it's normal for for guys to just like hold hands and you know what they're the they're straight, you know? So it's just crazy. You, you do it to someone hands. else and they're like, Hey man, what are you doing? 
right? said it's the culture here. I heard. <laughs> I don't do that shit here, man. What the fuck? I don't know where you're from. Hey, did, did Brad tell you that? God damn it, Brad. <laughs> He's always trying to hold my hand. He tells everybody that. Imagine going to the hood and trying to do that to somebody. Like, <laughs> you probably wouldn't you know, make you, it out. When you dab yeah. someone, but then you hold on to the hand just a little too long, you're like... <laughs> Like Give my hand back, bro. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> There's another time, like uh, I was at a museum, um, and they were—I forgot what they were talking about, like um, ancient man or whatever—and uh, how, like you know, humans developed from apes or whatever. And uh, there was a mom and kids in front of me, and I, I'll never forget. She was telling her kids, like, you know, that's not true. Um, you know, uh, it was there. It was she said some like religious stuff, and mm. it was just I was like, mind was blown. You know, it's like wow. Yeah, don't believe him. Jesus made us. <laughs> right, it's like Jesus Jesus did everything. God. Jesus, the miracle man. <laughs> Imagine how confused that kid was. <laughs> yeah, you mean the guy that died on the cross? He made us. How do you make us if he died? <laughs> no, that's another part of him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I heard a little bit of Kenny. You're asking too many questions. <laughs> yeah, that was some South Park right there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you have your own podcast called Nick at Night, and you said you just did your first episode. When is that going to be due out so we can tell our listeners that where they can catch you from here? Because I'm sure after this, maybe someone's going to want to follow you more. So, uh, while we wrap this up, I want you to plug in anything you want the viewers to know about you so they can find you after this. Yeah. Um, thank you. So uh, my new podcast is called Nick at night. It's spelled N I Q at night. Um, you can find it on Spotify. We're going to be releasing, I'm going to be releasing my first episode um, this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So make sure to check it out. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Nick dot at night. Or dot <laughs> Nick dot at dot night. There we go. And that's N I Q, right? Yes. Because people are going to type Nick. She said Nick at night. I'm a Nickelodeon's page. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see cousin Skeeter. This ain't the Nick at night. (laughs) It's a different Nick at night. Yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry, sorry. So here, let me let me. It's Nick dot at a t right? Like yeah. Here, I'll type it in the Nick dot. At now that I say it out loud, it sounds a lot more complicated. Nick, 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 Nick. That should be your intro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I get sued. So, um, in addition to my my podcast, I also have a, a tattoo shop in Garden Grove, California. It's called Cultura Tattoo. K U L T U R A Tattoo. Um, not Cultura Inc. Cultura Tattoo. Now, for and people wondering if your tattoo shop is it just a specialty shop, or can you guys do anything really? We can do um, we can do almost um, we can do almost anything. Yeah, okay, if we right. can't do it, we'll let you know. I'm not gonna bullshit you and just take your money. You know. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So, when is your next episode due? And do you have a guest already coming on that you want to announce here, or is that something you want to announce later on, or you haven't figured it out yet? Um, I'll announce it later on. Still in the works. Okay. Um, gotcha. I gotta confirm with my potential guests. So, got it. All right. So, thank you for coming on. I know we took you for a while. I'm sorry, PQ. I know you're on the East Coast, so this is probably you're probably just trying to stay awake right now. We're trying to be mindful of everyone's time. But yeah. So, thank you again for coming on. 
this was a super cool podcast and it was cool touching different bases with you as far as culture goes, tattoos, women in tattoo, and just talking about growing up Filipino in the United States. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It was great. And then talking fights and, you know, you don't normally see that when you have women on your podcast. <laughs> He's like, I'm talking about sucking. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about fights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk about it. But so, like I said, thank you again for coming on. Um, my name is Jermaine. You had Jarrell, PQ, and Andrew. And we had Nick at night. Um, so we're going to be signing off for the night. And I hope you guys have a good night. Thank you again, Nick. Nick, for coming on. We hope to have you on again soon. It was great. Thank you. Thanks so much Take for care. having me, guys. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good one. You too. All right. Take care, guys. Later, guys. Look at that outro. <laughs>